this week on the Bamcast. Next thing you know, he's gonna have me eating turtle shit, alligator dicks. <sighs> One star. We're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, hey Bamcast. Episode three hundred fifty-eight. Woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a uh, good number. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go to watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rank them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They got one to five jocks and robot jocks. Oh, robot jocks. Three for robot jocks. However. <laughs> <laughs> However. <laughs> there are bad bad movies and stay away. They get a negative sign scale. One five bags as a douchebag after Twilight. Boo, we don't like Twilight. No, we do not. That's correct. Um, so we've had this movie on the request list for a very, very, Another very long time. time. Super long time. Um, mm-hmm. and it just, uh, just came out on Blu-ray like this week, this week, in fact, yesterday, it's a we hot, have a copy. It's a hot jam. <laughs> <laughs> it is 1986's band of the hand. Right. Band of the hand. Bam. Produced by Michael Mann. Yeah. Man. Band. Theme song by Bob Dylan. <laughs> Yeah. And some interstitial music by uh, a guy who sounds oh, like Yan. You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> yeah. You were so close. Yan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 1986. Uh, really short plot summary. Let's talk more about it. Juveniles. Okay. That is that is really short. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting old. Juvenile lost causes are reformed by a war veteran using survival tactics. That's it. Oh. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. And then some other things happen. This is one of my favorite genres is uh, train criminals to be killers. And that'll make them better people in the. Yeah. In the <laughs> in the guise of reforming them. Yeah. We'll put them out in the jungle yeah. and train young turn criminals badasses. to be better at crime at, at, <laughs> at activities that could be used for crime. Yes. Yeah. But because they've learned them, they'll be better people. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we get kind of uh, like a sort of a montage thing in the beginning of crime, like them, them doing their mm-hmm. crimes and then going to jail and then kind of getting like their little, you know, dossier jacket, you know, whatever. Yeah, I thing. mean, it's like, you know, we complained a couple weeks ago with Mankelers that the, their <laughs> introduction to all of the Mankelers uh-huh. was like it was just as dull as it could possibly be. And this is kind of the exact opposite of that. Right. Yep. In that it's a very stylized, fun thing. Yeah, and, and it should be noted right away, just through this opening montage of getting to know these kids, uh, this movie is 80s as fuck. Yep. Yeah. Like, yes, it is. It might be one of the most 80s movies I've ever seen. I mean, I, I understand that there are more specific 80s things like Purple Rain and things like mm-hmm. that where you can have little eras, but I mean, this one kind of like... It just kind of well, gets it all. It's 1986, which is kind of when you think about it, it's kind of peak 80s. Mm-hmm. Like whenever people think, oh, 80s, it's generally speaking that kind of early Miami Vice yeah. 1986 type thing, which, you know, Michael Mann was a producer on it. So yep. they're using the Miami Vice tie very heavily. And yeah, I mean, this is very much Miami Vice, not universe, but bubble of time and just appearance and everything it's it's yeah. 80s miami vice but motion picture yeah so but yeah they've they've introduced all the all the, all our main characters with yeah. 
their crimes and then uh, their basically their rap sheet for each of them. Right, mm-hmm. including one of them. Uh, well, one gets kind of like a double crime. Like most of them, it's just like, hey, I did a thing and then I got arrested. This uh, one kid, uh, just nicknamed Crazy, Crazy, <laughs> uh, blows up a school. Perhaps I don't know. He blows up some large building. Mm-hmm. There's a point where he's just like sitting on a bike and like mm-hmm. has some remote triggered explosives and then. Thing happens and he's like, "Cool, riding my bike away." Then mm-hmm. goes home, and his uh, shithead uh, dad is beating on his mom, mm-hmm. and he walks in, pulls a gun on him, and dad's like, "I dare you!" And he's like, "Okay, bang, <laughs> bang," and then just sits outside and gets arrested. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Waits for the cops to come. Yeah, and I, like, I, I mean, there's a our yuppie wannabe criminal kid is like doing a drug deal. Yeah, wearing this guy has two jackets, and both of them are '80s as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they're they're both yep. like the super long. They should be rolled up at the sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're David Byrne jackets, basically. I mean, yeah. they're real long and yeah. shoulder pads out to fucking like <laughs> orbit. Just I mean, they're just yeah. like a Dragon Way Ball Z yeah. shoulder pad level, just about. But yeah, he he rolls up in a, a Porsche 911 with Lauren Holly, who's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Bamcast alum. Yeah, yeah, from Turbulence. Turbulence. Yeah, there there's a whole lot of that guys in this movie, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we will try to cover them all <laughs> <laughs> yep but uh yeah she <clears throat> drops him off he she puts some coke on her hand mm-hmm. he does the coke off her hand she licks the rest off they kiss and he goes in to finish his deal which yeah. is suitcase full of money plops it on the counter they open it up and he's like they show him shaking his head and then they show the cop just flashing the badge at him <laughs> he flops his badge over the top of the um, the briefcase. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, here we go. Yeah, and he, and this guy's this character's name is Ruben, and he just looks and he's like, ugh. Yep. He he seems more annoyed than busted. And Lauren Hawley figures it out and takes off, gets away, <clears throat> and so he's arrested. They also show um Dorsey escaping from prison, actually getting a getting over the razor wire fence mm-hmm. on his own and then getting beat down by. Yeah. Cause he basically fell off, twisted his ankle, whatever. And yeah. yeah, they were just like, beat the fuck out of this kid. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I don't know, five, five to 10 minutes of them just kind of like, well, they're in a juvenile detention facility. Well, it, I, I gotta say like the, oh, Ma- okay. the Moss and Carlos stuff in the beginning when they're facing off is a nice long tracking shot down a street where we're like, yes. what universe is this in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because when it's like, that's the first one that drops us in kind of. And, you know, they they're just it's going down a street and we're just like, man, this looks like Detroit. Everyone's fighting and there's cars (laughs) on fire. And but, you know, we we have no idea where it is, what time period the movie set in or anything like that at that point. But it's, it's just two gangs going nuts and like hitting each other with bats. And eventually the two leaders get busted and they are just like ready to kill each each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like almost this was going to be some sort of post-apocalyptic thing, the way it starts. Yeah, with, the, that with first scene. Crime riot in the streets. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what yeah. is this? What's happening? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're the first ones you see. And then it's uh, then it's JL, who's Hedwig, and uh, a couple mm-hmm. other, you know, and then the other ones. And and eventually Ruben is the last one after the drug deal with Lauren Hawley. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then they're kind of, there's just some time where they're bumming around in We're prison. mixing up the two guys. Are we? Yeah. Ruben Ruben is the yeah, crazy uh, Puerto Rican guy. Yeah. Okay. Carlos is the okay, okay. cocaine yeah. dude. Because okay. Carlos and Lauren Holly are a couple in this movie. They were also married. Oh, really? In real life, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they drove around in a convertible doing cocaine together in mm. real life. Well, it was, a it was 1986. 
You're saying the guy, Carlos I, guy and her were married, right? Yeah. Not Ruben. No. Yeah, yeah. Ruben was the one she was, was paired up with in the movie. No, no, no. no, no. Was I was the guy. I got him backwards. He, he mixed yeah. him up. Oh, which okay. Mixed you up. Ruben oh, is the guy right. who's always fighting the other guy. Mm-hmm. Moss. Okay, right. He yeah, has yeah, yeah, Ruben and this says Ruben. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. That's right. All right. Okay, yeah. You've refreshed my memory correctly. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that Ruben, I recognized, and he was in Leviathan, which I remember from. Bam Casson, Ruben. And he was also in Invasion USA. I mean, that guy has been in several of our movies. Yeah, and then he died, like... Right after the right after that. yeah, but uh, and, and at this age looks a lot like Remy Malik. Like it was kind of freaking yeah, with yeah, me in certain yeah. scenes. It was like, oh yeah, okay, not him, still yeah. not him. But yeah, yeah IMDb doesn't have a picture of him, so it's mm-hmm. it we're, yeah, it's hard to. <laughs> but they uh, they're all bumming around prison, you know, and they're kind of like they're showing that they all have kind of like lives, and prisons really like it's very lax. It's almost a fun place. Yeah. <laughs> it seems fashion is big in prison. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the uh, the Bob Dylan theme song is playing over all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Bob That's not sing- a joke either. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Singing in bed. The band. <laughs> the, the, the creditless like Bob Dylan and the Heartbreakers. Yes, so it's, it's Bob Dylan it, and the Heartbreakers. Yes, it is Tom Petty's band. But it was yes, produced and it was produced, was produced by Tom yeah. Petty. So. Tom Petty just was not in the movie he that just, day. I, <laughs> he just, oh, I just, I, that breaks my brain because they're the same person almost. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's, huh. this is the genesis of the Wolverines. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that, that's like having uh, Christian Slater and Jack Nicholson in the same movie. Like that would, that would mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they've, they, they all have, established lives in prison so it's shown that a lot of time has passed since they've been busted and um one by one they're grabbed yeah just kind of like it's either by guards or whoever and they're you know something they're all thrown in the same room together mm-hmm. to which immediately reuben and moss are ready to kill each other once again yes which they just will resume anytime they're within like three feet of each other and they're taken out of prison with reuben like Literally on Moss's back, punching him. <laughs> They're also given back their 80s as fuck clothes that they yes. were yes. Like wearing, here, as opposed to their 80s as fuck jail uniforms right. that they were wearing. It's like, here's your 80s as fuck outfit that you had when you walked in the door. The one that you have on now belongs to us. Right. <laughs> that stays here. But yeah, they are taken out and then put on airboats. Yep. And we get some nice shots of the Everglades. Mm-hmm. I do like that they... they maintain a shot for a while where they're they, you know this airport is airboat is not meant for this many people so they're all just kind of sitting up at the front where you would normally not want to ride on an airboat mm, yeah just getting pelted by <laughs> the yeah. sea oats and grass yeah they're driving through areas where there are no paths they are just getting pelted with <laughs> with the sawgrass and stuff mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah and they get there and they're all like what's the fuck's going on man yeah what, what is you, this yeah what are you doing and they're like get out and and they're in waist deep Everglades. Yeah, I mean, I give the production credit. They went to the Everglades. They yeah. went to the Everglades and fucking tossed these guys into the Everglades. Moss, they literally, literally in Moss's case. <laughs> the others, like so, <laughs> Carlos, like he's like, man, don't mess up my suit. And Carlos just gingerly, kind of just steps off of the boat in to stay as dry as possible. But Moss is just like. No, fuck this. What is this? And mm-hmm. you just see a shot of him being thrown into yeah. the water. Yeah, he, gets, yeah. he gets full on DJ Jazzy Jeff. To yeah. Help. <laughs> yeah. <that> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, JL is the first one to hop off mm-hmm. Hedwig. And at this point, he has not said a word Mm-mm. to anyone. Nope. And they make a point that he does not speak to anybody. No, he does not. Well, he gets off the boat and is like, like 
perched on a log croaking like the the frogs around him mm. and they're just like what the fuck is up with this yeah. guy well, call him crazy for a reason yeah but yeah the the deputies on the airboat are just like well see ya <laughs> and they just they just go away and these guys are like wait hold on what yeah. the hell's happening here um and most of them go to the shore some of them are still waiting around the water for some reason they're just all bickering with each other mm-hmm. I mean, which is mm-hmm. the first third of the movie is a lot of just bickering at each other well but, doesn't it start another fist fight and then i'm sure it does like oh, yeah. uh, like out of the clearing because comes stephen lang yeah like dressed all in black headband hair slicked back but he he's he doesn't come at anybody he just kind of walks through yeah well he walks through because they're fighting in the water and he just goes over like breaks them up and and he and just immediately walks back to the shore <laughs> and like almost mid stride they're like hey who are you what, what are you doing where are we where's the thing and he's like everything he needs right there and there's like a, a bundle of stuff hanging in the trees mm-hmm. and he's like it's like a boot the tree. <laughs> and he's a like, tarp come come with me and yeah. then he just disappears off into the mm-hmm. brush and they're like uh what i'm not who? following that guy i'm not who? going in there man and so they basically spend the first night on the beach. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the next day, I guess he comes up and they're like, we're, we're hungry and stuff. And he's like, he I think throws, he, th- he throws some rope or like yeah, some, some string, string at them. He's like, and it's like there's what food. you need to eat. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, what? he tells them you need to clear the, you need to clear this area. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we ain't doing shit. Yeah. Who are you? Well, what's the deal here? And he, he kind of opens up a little bit and is like, yeah, I'm going to teach you to survive. And here's the thing, though, like he kind of gives them throughout the movie a little bit of information does he ever identify himself as a cop no no, no he does not okay i didn't think so nope he, he's he's always very vague and i just figured like maybe there was a scene we never saw where he explains everything is going on but he just appears like this guy who lives in the everglades mm-hmm. and he's I, like, I think he is teach you how i'm to pretty d- sure he's like uh, some sort of wannabe social worker like i mean that's if he was a cop i don't think he'd have to appear and like go through the whole thing that they talk about later where he has to request the money or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, he, I think I got, this was like some sort of like extreme program for, you know, yeah, extremely troubled teens. I know that pan flute probably summons him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he does seem like that kind of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, uh, you know, they're like, nah, fuck this. We're not doing any of that. And he's like, all right, well, good luck then. Yeah. And he's already got like his little lean to set up with his bed on it and stuff. And they, and cut to, Rain just pouring down on all of them, like huddled together, shivering. Yeah. And, and Moss decides he's going to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> the one guy who knows what the fuck he's doing in the middle of the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to threaten him with the knife. He's not going to murder him. Okay. Yeah. It looks it, like he's about to walk over and murder him, but he yeah. does the like, put the knife to the throat, sneak, yeah. quote unquote, sneaks up to him. Like, You're yeah. coming with me. He's like, You're going to take us back to civilization or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and Stephen Lang's like, Nah, nah, and just flip, <laughs> flips, flips him over, over, grabs a knife, sticks it in his <laughs> in his cot, and then goes back to sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone else is like, "Oh, yeah." So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they expected. Yeah, you know, like like this is the dude who lives in the fucking Everglades. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, like that's that's the thing is that no one's demanding information. He's not giving any information, but. Even in this dynamic, he's the only one who knows anything, and they're all just like, fuck you, guy. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going to do what we we're want. We're at-risk youth. Yeah. It's not even at-risk because we've already been arrested <laughs> and are doing time. Yes. As adults. We are risk. Yeah. <laughs> we've already risked we've and we've lost. at risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like he tosses some fish on the ground, and mm-hmm. they're like, at one point, because they're like, we're hungry. He tosses some, you know, 
freshly pulled out of the water fish. Yeah. yeah. They, he goes, toss them on the ground. They're flapping. He's like, gut and clean. And they're like, what? No. And one guy's like, I don't even like fish. I don't like fish. And, and like the very next scene, they're just like, nom, 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 fish. <laughs> I haven't eaten for two days. Yeah. Fish is delicious now. Yeah. And at one point, he just like kind of, I think he just breaks up another fight on his way out. And he's just like going to the store. And yeah, they're like, they're like, where are you going? Yeah, and to the like, store, and he just just like he just vanished. Out, stores like, out there, just one fell swoop, just through the scene, and he's yeah. gone. And then cut to like at night, they're all huddled around a fire, eating out of cans, but they're just eating what appears to be like garbage stew. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're well, they're eating out of cups. Yeah, yeah, they're but, not eating out of like cans from the grocery no, store. No, no, but I'm yeah. just they're silver containers, and they're just scooping out whatever. But it just looks like I, pure garbage, just whatever yeah. they're <laughs> newspaper and swamp water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mm. Uh, until they're Get told what's the newspaper <laughs> boil up some swamp water <laughs> got yourself a stew baby and they make a mistake of just be like hey what's in this and like, just never ask that and yeah he's always like cattails like sea onions sea onions <laughs> and then eventually he's like snails well, yeah he's like what's it, what are these chewy crunchy things yeah. and he's like those are snails, snails. yeah and one of the it just one Ruben guy just, runs off and, just, <laughs> and then so uh, i think it i I think it's Moss who basically goes like, "Are snails like worms that live in a shell?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> aren't snails? The, yeah, those yeah. things, yeah. worms that live in a shell. And Carlos is like, "Man, you could get like a hundred dollars a plate for this at the fancy places." And it, Stephen Lang's just looking at him like, "Mm-hmm." Yeah, <laughs> yeah but one of them, one of them complains that he, right after that he's like, "Well, what the fuck are you gonna make us eat next?" Yeah, gonna put gonna put turtle shit and <laughs> alligator dicks yeah, alligator in it. Dicks. <laughs> Stephen Lake's just looking at him like maybe yeah and then the the thing about it too is JL is sitting right next to him and he's just wolfing it down Mm -hmm. and of course Stephen Lang goes anybody want any more and he's like yeah holds his cup out give me more yeah he's he's on board Mm -hmm. yeah um this just kind okay so so I think like next morning they wake up and um who's big hair guy what's his name big hair guy yeah the one I said that looks like an amalgamation of all the outsiders Oh. oh, that guy, because I think that guy was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, Dorsey. Dorsey. Dorsey, Dorsey yeah. 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 Okay, so they wake up the next morning, and Dorsey's gone. and Yeah, he's I, run off. Yeah, they show him sneak out in the middle of the night. Yes, he's already But he's gone, and, and Joe OFT. is gone as well. Yeah. And Dorsey is doing like the 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 guy who escaped prison and is in water now run. Right, right. Where Which it's is like just splash everywhere. Just, and just make, make fucking noise everywhere. And, and Stephen Lang is just acting like he's hunting him, even though he doesn't need to hunt yeah. him he can just follow the loud splashing sound right um but about that time you know I, I don't know why it's like his criminal sense kicked in and he was like oh i'm being followed yeah. so he takes off faster trips and falls like right in front of a rattlesnake yes and just is trying to do the indiana jones like back away thing doesn't work so well because no. he gets struck yes and stephen lane comes up and if if this is a, I, I think it's a prop snake, but I mean, it looks like a damn realistic snake, but like he. No, I think mm. they killed a snake. <laughs> yeah. There was a real snake somewhere on that set. <laughs> they started yes. gutting a real fish as well. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. There's, but I mean, like that means that a, a actual snake, they were like, hey, actor, let this snake be on you. And other actor picked this up and hack it with a machete. I'm just saying, like it may have been a recently deceased snake. I'm just saying, sure. yeah. when it twitches after it's had its head cut off, when Stephen okay. Lang runs up to him and cuts that snake, and they throw a snake head over onto some leaves, that snake head is not a prop snake head. That's okay. like a still twitching alive thing. All right. Um. Anyway, he 
gets a snake off yeah. of him, but the kid's been bit, so... Yeah. They bring him back. We don't really see it, but apparently he administers some sort of anti-venom Two thing. doses. Um, chances are 50-50. Yeah, he, well, he like throws yeah, him on the bed. Yeah, he had anti-venom on him sure. in the fucking swamp. He probably made it out of whatever. Out of seaweed and spit. Goat piss and, and snot. Yeah, snot. That's what it means. Not <laughs> Alligator spit, dicks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he just throws him in the cot. He's like, yeah, he's got a 50-50 chance. He was yeah. struck twice. And yeah. like... Three seconds later, he wakes up and, you know, is convulsing and can't breathe. You know, the venom is doing its well, thing. Crazy has been planted on his chest, just like cuddling him, listening to his heartbeat. And then he, you know, starts convulsing and waking up. And that's Steve Lang just goes over to him and they're like, flip him over, wrap up his legs, do all the things. And, and <laughs> they, they hold his limbs down because he starts flailing. I and know, then he I'm just saying. Pulls his tongue so he doesn't choke on yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, to be fair, it's semi-realistic. Sure. Yeah. reactions to a snake bite. Mm-hmm. but he's fine yeah yeah and at, at some point between these day night cycle sequences there's a scene where lauren holly goes to the detention center to see her boyfriend mm-hmm. and goes to the guard and is like hey where's uh carlos carlos and the guard is just like ain't no carlos here <laughs> No, no record of that guy. And she's like, wait, I just saw him yesterday. And she should also say, you didn't look at anything either. (laughs) But that leads to a later scene to where she goes to visit James Remar. Yeah, who is the drug boss, who is Carlos's boss. Yes. And he is chilling on this giant half moon couch with a plate of cocaine. Uh Uh-huh. Just a fucking plate of cocaine. It's a platter of cocaine, really. (laughs) It's I'm not pretty like sure Scarface that was just James or... Remar's at that Maybe. point. But he is, I mean, he is super chilled for a guy with what a half a plate of cocaine has already gone. <laughs> <laughs> and but, nine TVs. Yeah, yeah, which he's just watching like NASA launches. <laughs> he's watching one like Saturn V rocket launch or something. Right. Just over and over again. It's just a bunch of guards hanging out everywhere. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, hey, you know, have you heard from Carlos? Yeah. And he's like, no. Nah. no. She's like, well, are you going to? Are you going to be able to find him? He's like, yeah, I can do yeah, that for yeah. you. Yeah, we probably Sure. Can. Why not? And he's like, how old are you? She's like, 16. And she's like, that's good. Yeah. Well, he says that's good as he's doing some more coke with uh-huh. a gold-plated razor blade. Yes. <laughs> I want to be like... As you do. I'd like to see the prop department. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, we need a, like, a gold-plated uh, razor blade for cocaine. And they're like... <laughs> oh, we're in Miami. You can just have mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. It's like, I keep it in my wallet. <laughs> Never leave home without it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then he's very matter-of-factly is like, cool, I just did some cocaine off a of gold-plated razor blade. He's like, why don't you go ahead and go upstairs and uh, go in the bedroom, take all your clothes off. I got a few more things to do. And she's like... <laughs> yeah, and I'll be up shortly. I've she's got like, this other plate. It's like, I, <laughs> she's kind of like, she just sits there for a while. Yeah. It's like, doesn't say anything. And he's like, repeats himself. And he's yeah. like, yeah. And she's like, go upstairs, take off your fucking clothes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Okay, and she, like, uh, and okay. I mean, the scene, it, like, she goes upstairs and is like sitting in the, this weird bedroom that has a crucifix and what looks like a cheese grater on adjacent walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, she's like, I wonder. I think she like leans against the wall, which she realizes is like a hidden door thing. Opens it up, and it's like this glowing blue voodoo room. <laughs> yeah, I. I I I don't know how to I, I just matter of factly said that, but yeah. it's it's glowing blue. It's it's a voodoo room. Yeah, the voodoo. Think of anything that you would associate with like voodoo weirdness, and it's in this little closet. Yeah, like including you know, there, there's you like know, a, a skull with something stuck through the there's eye. There's a half and a snake, you know, sacrificed and, chicken. There's burning candles. Um, and she's just like, all right, 
cool. I'll sit down yeah, on the bed now and take my clothes it. off. Yeah, and and it cuts away, but it's just while '80s music has been playing. The it's a single tier, but it looks license. like it's actually hand animated. It, lo- it does look like it's animated. It yeah. looks really weird. Yeah, it because like, it's like it's like kind of dangling out in front of her. <laughs> oddly, it's like what the, they call in Don Bluth just yeah, to like you it, know it, what an out of work <laughs> Disney animator came in and said, "I can animate a tear for you. <laughs> yeah. You want a tear? Um, I can rotoscope you a tear yeah. easily." But the, and then it, it just cuts away, and that scene is like yeah, that done. It's it, done. It thankfully ends, even though it needed ended. It needed to end earlier or, or not exist. It's it's such a I mean, it's it's kind of necessary to the story, but not really. But the, the weird thing about it is the song is like this kind of like 80s, like synth romantic jam, yeah, like, kind you of know, ballad thing. Yeah. And it's like this is not the appropriate music for what mm-hmm. she's probably going through right now. If it was playing in the room, maybe I can understand it. But this is just the movie playing a song and you're yeah. like, ah, but whatever. It's over and we, we get out of there before, you know, yeah. things. But <laughs> Essentially, he's enthralled her. I don't know, like what the word, right word is. He's she is his laid now. claim yeah. and given her the drugs. Yes, and probably all of James Remar's diseases. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. So like, <laughs> but like we don't see them as a combo for a while. Like it's mm-hmm. just like no. That, this was just kind of a reminder. Scene, like you know, in yeah, sort of still awkwardly. In yeah. yeah, and then it's like straight back to the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um. At this point, I'm starting to wonder what the fuck the point of this movie is. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they're they are progressing. Like they are not fighting as much anymore. They're kind of like having fun. When I believe, yeah, like when it cuts back to them after that, enough time has passed to where they are pretty like they're they're a lot more Lord of the Flies ish than mm-hmm. they were oh, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah and They've he, he says the... like they hear a boar somewhere nearby. Yeah, and and Stephen Lang's like, hey. You know, only the crazy people hunt boar, right? But also the ones who really want to eat good, yeah. And Cause you know, and they're all immediately big. like, "Get our get our spears, let's do this." Yeah. And the thing is, is like they have this prolonged, you know, tracking this boar scene to which it, you know, it eventually gets fucked up because someone like slips and on a log or whatever and makes a big noise. And well, what what happens is like they're going after it, and then it comes at them. Well, yeah, because because of the noise. And I, I was just gonna say like it's. It's not a scary looking boar at all. Like, like I mean, pig. I know their wild boars are mean and they can bite and all that stuff, but yeah. like it's a, it's a baby boar. Yeah, they didn't even like bother to get one of the, like mean looking tusks yeah, or anything. It's just like I think that was probably a smart move. They were doing too much cocaine. Sure, to yeah. Yeah. sure. I, I just say like it came out. I was like, that's it. Just yeah. stab it. But man, they all run away from this thing like, oh, dear God, this boar will kill us all. Yeah. And they all hide in trees um, for a while. Well, yeah, as as it runs around underneath him and Stephen Lang just stabs it once. and It's yeah. like. Ah, I'm out of here. Yeah. And they're like, well, let's go follow him then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure is bleeding a lot. Yeah. If only we had a simile. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they they murder that thing and then just cut to them eating ribs. Well, yeah, they don't show you murder. It. No, no, no. Show them murdering it. But they do show like he's about to go for it. And then they all kind of step in front of him and are like, all right, we're going to do this. Yeah. And there's there's a shot of him just being like. Yep. My yeah, boys are hunters now. <laughs> My murder children. I have our training is complete. This this totally weird ass police uh, program I invented works. <laughs> My boy army will yeah. be hunting boar everywhere now. I'm Sorry. gonna I'm gonna go invent the paleo garbage diet. <laughs> he goes up in front of the board and is like, Sorry, I didn't mean to bore you, but this program totally worked. Mm. 
But yeah, I mean, essentially his knowing look is like, all right, you're ready. Yeah. Because they're all kind of like hanging out, eating, like they are stuffing themselves with the oh yeah the pig parts, like ribs and everything. <laughs> pig parts. And, pig parts, alligator dicks. I mean, like this whole thing, I mean, like the pig is now just hunks of bone. And yeah, like yeah. they've consumed a lot they're of pig. They're saying they need barbecue sauce. It's it like, perfect. Basically like, time for final exams. Walks over, throws out a map, throws out a compass. It's like, there's a point marked on there. If you can find me, you'll probably survive. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> just walks off. And just whoosh, he's gone. And they're like, wait, what? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's do this. So suddenly they've got a canoe. And oh, they, I think they showed them. In, yeah, they were in the boat. Stuff, yeah. They had been okay. in the canoes they, earlier. Right. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're going somewhere. And who I guess it's Dorsey who has who's been in charge of the map. They're like, hey, okay, where do we go from here? And they've obviously been at this for like six hours, mm-hmm. a long time. And Dorsey's just like, I can't read this. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're like, because Ruben's like, you well, he can't said, fucking read. Yeah. He's like, I can't read. I never learned to read. And this like, it, it lingers on this forever. It's like no one else will, says like, well, I can read. Give me the fucking map. They mm-hmm. act like, oh, God, we're going to die out here because you can't read this map. Yeah. They definitely start reverting back into Goonies mode. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, we got to just bicker. Yeah. We're together on an adventure. And we got to bicker. Yeah, and eventually they are no longer in the canoe. They are just in, you know, waist deep swamp. Yeah, like with like the green film on top. Yeah, nasty swamp. And Moss and Ruben get into it again. And Moss is just like, fuck yeah. this. Moss I'm- is like, just give me the compass. Yeah. And, and he's like, no, I yeah. I know what I'm doing. Right. And <laughs> yeah, so he's like, all right, then I'm just going to murder you. I'm yep. going to drown you. Yep. He punches him in the stomach, I don't know, 25 times in a mm-hmm. row. And then is just like, now I will drown you. Yeah. And this is when crazy starts to formulate words. Yeah. At first, he's like, no, <laughs> stop. And then he's like, no. And then they're all like, what? Whoa. He and, said words. And like, Ruben slowly pops up out from under the water that he's been drowning <laughs> under. Like, what was that noise? <laughs> and then, man, crazy is just like barking orders at all of mm-hmm. them. And well, they're all yeah, just yeah, like, and he's like, find the fucking compass. You yeah. just lost it underwater. Yeah. Find it. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Right. Well, I mean, but his breaking his silence is doesn't quite have the effect that it should in the movie because no. you haven't heard him speak and his first bits of dialogue are in like stab it <laughs> yeah. voice. I mean, yeah. well, he, he's he doesn't never, he doesn't he, speak, so he doesn't really have the you know the sound right yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's he didn't just warm up the his pipes. first several lines. It's like, oh, that's why you weren't speaking. And yeah. Then he talks like a normal guy the rest of the movie, but that first yeah. time he's just like stab it, y'all yeah. stop. He's like squeaky guy from yeah. Fright Night when it first starts. Right. You're like, hey man, come on. <laughs> yeah, but, but then there's just a lot of them hacking through sawgrass. Yeah. Basically, it, I mean they. They eventually, finally, they hear something. They go, wait a minute. Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. And they wander into a party. Oh, wait, well, you're, you're missing, on, a, you're missing character development hold, here. Oh, okay. Very important piece of character development. Because on this journey, they are first confronted by a bear. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. And so they are chased up into trees where they have to spend the night <laughs> because yeah. of the bear. Yeah. Yep. They come down and a few paces later are confronted by <laughs> a cougar. That's right. Um, a mountain lion, not an older... Right, no, not a sexy lady. Yeah, an, an actual cougar. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, that thing is just like, oh hey, right. <laughs> and then it fucks off the other direction. You want to come back to my hotel? <laughs> hey, that thing also like you're you bad like, boys, aren't you? <laughs> you like wine coolers? <laughs> I bet you know how to survive. Ooh, I got show a me your tattoos. <laughs> I have twelve. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but well, that, our they, late nineties version yeah. of a cougar, everybody. <laughs> but, but like for real, that mountain lion is like stress the fuck out. Whatever yes. was going on there. Yeah. That thing is like mouth open, panting furiously, yep. like, probably actually was a danger to the crew at that point whatever the hell they were doing like i i fear for all the animal handlers on this movie because it's like i don't quite understand what the fuck everyone was doing with these things cocaine yeah Yeah. (laughs) likely yes and these animals were probably like had a good few whiffs of it in the air that plate of cocaine that jane dreamer had yeah the cougar got into it (laughs) (laughs) we're not really getting the performance out of the out of the cougar that we want do you think maybe we should maybe we should just give the cougar some cocaine i mean a cougar can handle cocaine like like three, four, five bumps, maybe a playful cocaine. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. It's cool. It's cool. I know what I'm doing. I'm a director. I know this. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Well, we the, coke up the bear and everyone survives. Yeah. So come on. They shot, <laughs> they, they shot this in Florida in, in the 80s. They probably just called Joe Exotic and like got him to bring a cougar over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was called Joe Exotic's cocaine yeah. cougars back then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they have been, they've been through some shit on this okay. journey. Yes. All right, fine. They bonded over coke animals yeah and there was one bit there's there's one bit where moss is going through the the sawgrass and just falls down he's like i can't fucking do this anymore Mm -hmm. and ruben goes over to him and this is the movie's fast five moment where he kind of picks him up by the arm is like come on man let's let's do this together yeah there's only one set of footprints now yeah i am carrying you and then pretty much at that point they are friends now Mm -hmm. yeah so they have bonded and they are just traipsing through the everglades and then like you said they just fucking arrive at a at a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Native yeah. American tribe is having a, a shindig. Yeah, which we haven't mentioned. Stephen Lang is supposed to be Native American. Yeah, everybody. Stephen Lang. I don't so know. If, welcome I don't know. back to the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. He has jet black hair, so therefore he's an ethnic and, and bronzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they've done this with James Rebar in the past, right? I'm sure they have. I, I, I seem to remember if a movie. not, they've done it with William Forsyth, who is almost <laughs> <laughs> James Rebar. Sure. So, mm. um, but yeah, so they just wander into this party and are immediately just like food. Yeah. And they just shoving cut, people out of the way, cut in line <laughs> while these poor people are just like, yeah. but they, okay, they wander into this party where they have, they are just stripped down to basically like, loincloths they are just wearing like basically nothing and and because it's the 80s like even no matter how long they've been out in the woods no one's had to shave and like no one has body hair they're just Mm -hmm. like dirty glistening gods with like spears and bows coming out of the woods into this fairly decent party i mean they have a band yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. they do and everyone's just like oh hey (laughs) what's up guys well they're they're generally a welcoming people i mean Uh, historically speaking yes to their fault (laughs) (laughs) but and so they're just shoving food in their mouth and they look over and it's like oh hey joe's over there and he's just sitting on a truck just or a jeep and he just kind of gives them a little like yeah he's like hey you made it yeah Mm -hmm. and he and they walk over to him it's like hey joe while they're eating food and he's like well you guys are the only guys who survived this this test you're ready yeah. Well, they said something like, you know, like, how, what is the deal? How many times have you, how many yeah. other people have you done this to? And he's like, you're the first. You're the first. And they're like, we're the first. We're badasses. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're the best. Woo. <laughs> so whatever. Um, yeah. And then they're like, all right, so we're, we're good. We're free. He's like, our sentence is over. Right. And he's like, nope. Uh, no. You're coming with me. We're going to Miami. Going to Miami. <laughs> Cut to Miami. <laughs> It is, yeah, and it's old shitty Miami. Yeah, it's like five in the morning, and they are all crammed into this yellow and blue camouflage Jeep, mm-hmm. um, just driving down the highway. And the best they can do for scenery is like a skyscraper that's under construction and a couple of overpasses. 
Yeah. That's the best the second unit could do. And then and it's the, all grainy as hell. Oh, it's too. it's like so, it's so dark. Outside. I will say before this, the transfer has looked really nice. Yeah. On this, like, yeah. It, like it's a really sharp looking Blu-ray up to that point, and then they get to this, and it's like grainy city. So yeah. either that footage was lost, or that footage was never good in the first place. I think they filmed it so early or so late. They had so little light that yeah. it was just like do whatever you can mm-hmm. to make the scene visible. Yep. Um, but everywhere they drive around, people are glaring at them from mm-hmm. the street. Well, yeah, it's a silly looking Jeep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. They have also all showered and put new 80s outfits on. Mm-hmm. I guess they had them at the party ready yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they new, it looked like a place where you could shower. It was a homestead. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was all it was all like lightly beaded slash embroidered <laughs> sort of Native American style stuff. Yes. Like it wasn't like, you know, yeah. what you typically think of. But it was like, you know, button up shirts with beads on the... On the shoulders and all that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of... Yeah. But he's basically like, all right, we're going to our place and pulls up to this... He's like, I got a house. Yeah, I got a house and pulls up to this place and, I mean... It is a boarded up shithole. It's a boarded I mean, up crack house. Yeah. Y- yes. I mean, that's what it is now. But ar- architecturally speaking, it is an 80s badass Miami place. Oh, I yeah. Mean, this it's place like, was probably a cool place at some point. Right. I'm just saying, like, you look at it, it's like, oh, shit, that's Miami. Yeah. yeah. And... But, yes, it's boarded up. They crowbar their way in Mm -hmm. and in the front room there's crackheads like right there they scurry away Uh, yeah (laughs) scurry like because their lights lights came on they scurry up (laughs) um and then they go upstairs and like it's weird because this is a fairly large building but there is another room where basically an entire haitian family extended family included is all living in this one room it's like 15 people yeah living in this one room you know there's other yeah, okay. like those crackheads other rooms just taking up. I guess they were just like, we'll stay in this room. Yeah. Yeah. Crackheads can have we the can rest of the fight place. anyone off. Yeah, yeah, there are enough of us to bar room. the door to keep the sure. crackheads out. <laughs> but like, they're all kind of standing there. Like, Which is I mean, very important. They seem yeah. angry at the crackheads, and they're kind of like, ah, what do we do? There's a baby here and yeah. stuff, and uh. like, Ruben goes upstairs and like finds a chicken and throws it. It's like, look what I found. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's this is kind of like a weird point because uh, you know steve steven lane gets very mr miyagi here because it's just like well you know what do you want to do do you have the balls to do <laughs> to kick them out of here or whatever and yeah. and because they're all just like fuck this man no i'm not staying here yeah, they're with like, crackheads, crackheads and, and uh, i mean they you know this movie's peppered with various really bizarre forms of racism mm-hmm. like it's just kind of like we have a beef because with them because i don't know reasons like it's never I mean, no racism makes sense, but I mean, it's just like these people just literally like, oh, they're that. So boo. Yeah. And so like they're like Haitians, uh, crackheads. Uh, yeah. And 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 he's just like he gets all, you know, Stephen Lane gets all calm and it's just like we must paint the fence and paint Mm -hmm. the house. And yeah. But this is where his thing that we said for the rest of the movie comes up. Like you said, he's like, do you have the balls to kick them out of this place? And so we said that they really and they really don't because I mean, like they they. They're like, they, no, they can stay. <laughs> yeah, the, the 80s montage start fixing up the house, but like, you know, the whole fam family's upstairs living there too. Yeah. So they're like, they can stay upstairs. We'll just we'll fix up this downstairs bar, which is fine. This place is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, they're they're it's like just, an apartment block. They're just starting to fix this place up, and I think they're outside, like just like kind of looking the place over and starting to clean up some of the garbage. And we get our first like kind of roll by of this pimp ass like. It's a convertible, ca- like uh, Mercedes, right? Yeah. Well, what's happened? They're outside, just starting the paint job. Right. That's the the basics of painting. This place have started, 
And for some reason across the street, there are just lo- we assume they are just locals yelling at the film production. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a group of 20 people just shouting at them like, hey, right. how dare you paint this house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you trying to beautify this yeah. terrible neighborhood that we live in? And that's when the car rolls. Right. Up. And like I said, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's a it's a pimp ass like, you know, convertible car, all, uh-huh. all white. And in the back is a. Uh, as credited in the movie, Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Let's go with Lawrence now. Sure. Um, Playing cream. And man, <laughs> his hair is magnificent. Like he's got the the high top fade kind of thing yeah. going on with the but, the lines. Yeah, but uh, yeah, buzzed into the side. Yeah, he's kind of like, like, but they go like all the way around the back, not just the yeah. side. They like they come all the way, and yeah, he's apparently runs this neighborhood. Yeah, and he j- he says like two sentences. He's just like. You guys think you can clean up this neighborhood, huh? Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and this driver just takes off. You're like, hey, come back. <laughs> Larry Fishburne. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Is that Cowboy Curtis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're introduced to him and we're just like, okay, well, hopefully he comes back later. But uh, after that, basically, like, Ruben's gang and Moss's gang have shown up and they're all just kind of pushing and shoving each other outside this house to which Ruben and Moss pull this con which is basically like oh you guys think you could paint this house better Let, mm-hmm. let's see if you guys can actually do a better job and then cut to like all the gang members like painting yeah. that yeah. house they totally got Tom, Tom Sawyer it's yeah. it's kind of amazing yeah while they're just sitting back it's like yeah you missed a spot you and know? now like <laughs> just through sheer ability of they're getting along in their little group these two gangs are now getting along yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah because they're painting together you know yeah sure and like Stephen Lang has gone uh, to the police department and is having like a, a meeting with, I guess, a captain or. Yeah, that means so little in this movie. Like, yeah, I but mean, he just. It, yeah, he goes in and is just like, so, you know, my guys are all working together. I, I, I belittled them in the woods and then turned them into a team and they're real good now. So uh, how about that funding? And guys like, hey, yeah, I don't know about these things. He's like, yeah, your other programs haven't really worked. You yeah. got Everyone died. Murder. Remember, yeah. <laughs> these guys are probably going to. They're going to fucking kill everybody, too, like, you know, <laughs> whatever. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. He's just basically like, look, if they do anything, all of them are going back to jail. So just just let it happen. Just just yeah. just let Why them commit their crime time? and just, you know, we'll we'll end this. OK, because when he's on his way back, that's when a gang is starting to menace one of the Haitians who's trying to bring groceries home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, although it's weird because they seem more interested in the grocery cart than her. They're menacing the fuck out of the grocery cart. Her, they're just kind of like pushing around a little bit uh, yeah. to which all of the, well, the kids come running out to, to help. Yeah. It's very much presented like whenever the, the, the crackheads basically are doing anything, they're just kind of like, they're not, focused as far as like there's not one thing that they're doing like not one person they're, they're just like all just they're bit they like the director said just be bad yeah misbehave you know yes. <laughs> or something like break the law somehow they are crackheads though yeah but crackheads aren't really good at focusing on anything but crack <laughs> okay but yeah. yeah we established this i mean i i do mm-hmm. believe that we <laughs> Chuck was like, I want to try crack. And that will be the only thing that you try or yeah. think about yeah. ever again. Well, yeah, but, yeah, maybe but that's true. They're, they're, but the thing is, there's like 20 of them. Yeah, there's so a lot. it's almost like they're just pushing ahead to be like, I'm the guy who's on camera now. Yeah, it's it's strange. But yeah. so they all come running out to help because they hear this lady screaming well, bloody murder. Car- is it Carlos or Dorsey? Carlos or Dorsey has a sh- quote unquote shovel. 
Oh, which it's Carlos. Carlos. It's Carlos. It's Carlos. Yeah. It looks like a stingray on a stick because yeah. it's wobbling it's, all it's everywhere. A floppy shovel. And he runs up and just <laughs> oh, he tags one guy just, in the head. Yeah. Shovels this dude right in the side of the face. Oh, but they have some good foley work. Good on yeah. foley. On it's that a good cone. shovel to the yeah. head hit. But he's just basically there, like, come on, who's next? Uh, who, who's going to hit with get hit with my floppy shovel? And floppy shovel. <laughs> so that's when Joe comes back from his meeting. And he's like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. And you can't, listen, you can't Not do anything. Like you can't do anything illegal, man, because, I mean, mm-hmm. this is his inner monologue, which is, he's basically yeah. just trying to stay. Just let him do whatever. Yeah. And to which immediately one of the crackheads throws a bottle that just shatters on the back of Carlos's well, Carlo, head. The, everyone's quieted down, and Carlos and Joe are having that face-off to where Carlos is like, what, you're just supposed to let them attack this lady? Mm-hmm. And that's when just glass bottle comes off from off screen and just clocks him. Doesn't even uh, flinch. He just is like... See yeah. that? See that? Yeah, he reaches back, and pulls the blood off, yeah, and shows yeah. it. You see my blood? Shows it to Joe. I'm gonna fuck these people up now. <laughs> just turns around <laughs> and fucking clocks the nearest guy to him, and then and it's just a fucking Donnie Brook. It's a bar Donnie Brook, but outside because yeah. everyone runs in, and Joe's basically like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, we got to do this. Let's let's fucking do this." Mm-hmm. So they fuck those guys up. <laughs> yeah, and I love that they fuck them all up and chase them away. And there's a Haitian dude who's just like standing in front of the house with a fucking machete. Waving it like, yeah, you mess yeah. with the bull, you get the horns. Yeah. It's like, dude, <laughs> dude, you could have ended this. Like, all you got to do is machete one guy and the rest of them go, right. all right, yeah. we're out of here, man. He had the limp shovel that was not going to do anything. I, you I don't got know. a fucking I, machete. I'm pretty sure crackheads are a lot like buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> they don't necessarily relax, re- react when one goes down. That's, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I, think, I think also like... It, also, to be fair, a shovel's got reach. A machete has some reach, but a shovel has real reach out and get you. So, uh-huh. <laughs> machetes, they but have real reach out and a, get you. A machete will sever your arm. True. It might. A, a, shovel, a shovel will... A shovel could theoretically decapitate you. Not full cut the head off, but just separation of the... You know. <laughs> you, okay. In an infinite world of possibilities, yes. A, a shovel could decapitate a man would. with a swing. But yeah. yes. But anyway, so they chase him off, and he's like, "Oh well, I, I all right, yeah. fine. I, this is y- you this win. is us now. This yeah. is what we do." Yeah, and but, at some point, Carlos goes to find Nikki. Yeah. Uh, there's a okay. There's a weird okay. There's one weird scene where Joe sends Dorsey out with the electric money. It's like mm-hmm. go down to the electric company and give him this deposit, and he's like, "What if I just take this money?" And he's like, "Eh, you might." And then he does uh, go and turn. I guess he turns on the power, even though this place is dark mm-hmm. as fuck. Well, eventually time. somebody like in one of the interstitial scenes between the next time between uh-huh. then and the next time we see yeah. Carlos, somebody is like flips the lights on or something okay. or takes a okay. hot shower or something like that. <laughs> but oh, so there's a bit and this is all this is it's 80s weird filming. But like Dorsey is just kind of hanging out in a doorway and watching Carlos prepare to leave, but kind of looking at him romantically, like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, friend, where are you going, sailor? And it's it's odd that it, the movie seems to be going for something that it never brings up again, because uh, Carlos is just basically like, yeah, I'm going to I need to go find my girl. Mm-hmm. I got to go. But you've got Dorsey, right? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there is that kind of like, well, OK, I'll be here when you get back. And it's like. 
it's happening. <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to do that movie, go ahead, but commit. I mean, this scene is just odd. Why? Is this the first time he goes to see Lauren Holly, or is this the second time he's... First time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The first time, because yeah. the second time he went and told Stephen Lang, I'm out of here. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the first time... He, he finds his friend, yeah. and he's like, hey, man, I where's Nikki? Mm-hmm. You know? And his friend's like, hey, I got this girl here, and she's got a hot friend coming. And he's like, listen, I, that's I just nice. need to find Nikki. And yeah. he's like, all right, you can go find her, but your clothes are shit. Yeah. We need to get you this sweet silk jacket that you can wear over there. Which is basically a rectangle. (laughs) It's just (laughs) fucking... It is a green paisley brocade (laughs) rectangle. It is amazing. Fucking awesome. Yeah. However, not the best jacket in this movie. No. No, no, no. no, That comes later. He did have to murder a, you know, a large chair and ottoman to make that jacket. Yeah. Sure. So he goes to this building's penthouse where Nikki has been set up and is living. Mm -hmm. Um... And Nikki's just kind of like, oh, hey. Well, she's very happy to see him. Like, she opens the door and is immediately yeah. jumps on him and is kissing him. And right. then he goes in and he's very much like, so. Well, she, she goes like, this place? I, she goes, I'm working for, uh, what's his face now? Nestor. Nestor. Uh, yeah, Nestor. 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 Yeah. And, and he's like, huh. Oh, really? Huh. Well, he, he immediately turns into like shitty, suspicious boyfriend yeah. thing. He's like, well, I'm probably going to go. No, he's like, you're fucking him, aren't you? And she's like, no, 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 no. No, well, it's not the like that. Time. No, huh? that's the first time. That's the first Is time. Is that the first yep. time? Yep. Okay. And and she's like, no, it's not like that. No. And he's like, no, fuck all this. I'm out of here. Yeah. And he just leaves. And, okay. and yeah. And okay. as he gets into the into the entryway to the building, mm-hmm. James Remar's there. Right. And right, he's basically right. like, hey, hey, you you're back. Where were you? What's your deal? Doesn't matter. Come here, Nikki. No. <laughs> and then she slowly walks over, and he just kind of like grabs her by the neck, mm-hmm. and he goes, now you have nothing. Yep. Get out. Get the fuck out of here. Right. To which, like, Nestor's parents are standing outside or something. It's just yeah. this old couple standing outside. Like, Ooh, my son's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so I, I'm guessing that uh, Carlos was basically going to be like, I'm going to get Nikki and we're going to get the fuck out of here. But mm-hmm. he's like, well, I guess I'll go back to the shitty house now and be with my friends. Yeah, I will note that, like, whatever apartment she's in is fucking awesome 80s. Yeah. Like, like it's one of those things, like, it doesn't feel like a set that they built. No. It feels like they found somebody's awesome yeah. 80s Miami apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just imagine 80s apartment. It's this apartment. The the architecture <laughs> is awesome. However, the furniture looks like the most uncomfortable furniture ever created by man. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's that, like, super high concept 80s, 80s as fuck like, furniture. It's got that weird couch thing where it's like, it's got the, like, like an S in it. And so people could sit. Like back to right, back on almost, either side, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one of those chairs that just sort of looks like a torture device, uh-huh. like like if you could turn a ball gag into a chair. That's what it looks like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's why I can wow. describe it. Yeah, I, wow. My mind didn't go there first, yeah. but okay. Transformers were weird in the eighties. <laughs> they sure were. This couch is a ball gag. Yeah. Apparently, the like there's some interesting stuff in the in the trivia, like the the um the production designer just went ham at the scan design <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or something and bought like just brought in all this high-end furniture to yeah. to throw around the sets to make it look like it should like sure. a fucking coke whore den yeah it's for lack of a better term it's era appropriate like yeah. when they it's, were in there a, i'm like it's fantastic yeah, this is 1986 right here mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh but yeah so carlos goes back to the house mm-hmm. and, and at this point like i think lawrence fishburne rolls up again they're all playing basketball. Yeah, that's right. They, they, yeah. They, they've now gone across. They've fixed up the house, and now they've gone across the street and are fixed up the park. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, kids, and like they're like, fuck yeah, park. The park's back, and they're playing <laughs> basketball, which is weird, because, like, they have a 
basketball hoop that's like part of the street. It's like, shouldn't that be in the like the park? So you're yeah. not playing in the street. Well, yes. you know, it's not a high traffic area. No. 80s Miami. But yeah, Lawrence Fishburne whatever. and company roll like he rolls up in the car and they've, they've got a catalog following him, following him now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, because he's brought his muscle and basically but, pulls a gun on James Remar, who's like not backing down. Stephen Lang. Yes, sorry, <laughs> Stephen Lang. Yeah, and who's not backing down at all? And Stephen Lang just does his like, I've been in the shit. Mm-hmm. Like, turn the gun yeah. on you. And well, Lawrence Fisherman's like, this park is mine. Well, right. he keeps calling him Tonto. Also, yeah, right. yeah. just to further cement that he's yeah. an idiot. Uh, Rude. But yeah, he's just basically like, look, man, this park is mine. I don't know what you think you're doing, but you need to knock it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen Lang does his, you know kung fu vietnam shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of the guys are like armed to the teeth holy oh, yeah. shit these guys have just all the world war ii armaments <laughs> yeah you know, it's all grease guns and there's like a, like a couple mac 10s and yeah tech nines but. so he you know throws Lawrence fishburne on the ground with a gun to his face looks like he breaks his arm yeah but i mean i guess he, he does because he has a cast yeah. on oh does he have yeah. oh yeah that's yep. right he did yeah okay so uh he's got a gun right in his face and he's like okay call off your dogs which they don't right away until he's like second time he's like i said put the guns down and yeah. he's like all of them yeah. because then they start proceed to pull out even Extra more guns. like <laughs> handguns out of like hidden crevasses of right. their, their clothes <laughs> and um lay them all on the ground and you know he's like all right kids gather the guns don't play with don't them. play with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so they all just pick up the guns and they're basically like get out of here and you know chase them off mm-hmm. and then he goes back you know crying to james remar but like the kids go in and immediately start playing with the guns oh, like yeah. they're just like eh! and he's yeah. like no and Stephen lang's like you if, do you if, have yeah, the balls you, to, yeah. to, to not play with a gun <laughs> he's like if you want to use a gun first thing you got to have is respect yeah because if you just start spraying that could go through a window and shoot a kill kid that two-year-old on yeah. the second floor and then how will you feel and they're like okay and then i i they kind of have like a sort of like a half-assed paintball montage where he teaches them to gun there. Okay. So what happens is he teaches Carlos how to snipe basically, but mm-hmm. it's not, well, a, it's not apparent <laughs> that that's what he's doing. He just has two lines of like, okay, 500 yards wins five miles per hour. You, you shoot four degrees this way. And then he says it one different way. And then that's it for the instruction mm-hmm. of that. And then it's just paintball time. It's mm-hmm. just, let's, let's run through the park shooting paintball at each other. Yeah. Um, it, but that goes no like the training of this goes nowhere. It, the only thing that it imparts is, you know, the 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 first thing with the title of the movie where he goes, you yeah. know, you form a band and the man on your left has everything to your left and yeah. the man on to your right has everything to your right. It's like you yeah. guys are all part of a body. And he, mm-hmm. he called like when he went in to pitch for funding for this thing, he called them a band then, mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, so he's they're they're inching towards the title. Mm-hmm. This movie takes its sweet ass time getting to the fucking title of yeah. <laughs> of itself, but it's still not there yet either. Yeah, still just saying band, mm-hmm. and you guys are appendages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, they, but they either find out or find like he's kind of having like some moments where he's wallowing about his past failures, and he's like looking at newspapers, and I think that's when um, what's his face Carlos comes up and is like, "I'm leaving, man," right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I gotta, I gotta fight my own battles. Yeah, he's told them all basically, like, okay, I've, I've taught you everything. You guys are free. He's kind of freaking out that he does, he doesn't want them to die like everyone mm-hmm. else who yeah. has died. Right. Yeah, because he knows, like, by threatening Lawrence Fishburne, that that, that was it, that. Yeah, yeah. he's like, like there will be retribution. Yeah, and which, which, 
kind of happens a little later because Lawrence Fishburne goes to Remar's boat mm-hmm. and Nikki is there. Yep. Sunning herself on the boat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's like, hey, I got it handled. I It's just this small gang of dudes. I can destroy their house and take them out and they won't be a problem anymore. It's like, well, they better not be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Remar's doing his whole like when they get your shit together, man. Yeah. And he's like, I got my shit together. He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> But like, I'll just get another guy in there to do your job. Remar doesn't know that Carlos is at this house, and Carlos doesn't know that Remar is behind Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, like this part has not mm-hmm. been established mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Um. But Remar stabs his his henchman in the hand for no particular because he's he looking at because he looked at Nikki. Yeah. He's he's very possessive of Nikki for of his sixteen year old no girlfriend. good reason. Yeah. Um. But so Carlos is just basically like, man, I this this is a bad scene. I, I'm going to get Nikki and we're going to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. So he goes to, to get her, her back to, you know, her sweet apartment. Um, and this is just kind of a weird, Oh, this is, is just, it hers or is it her friend's apartment? It, it's, because it's, it's hers. The guy is there keeping okay. her company. Okay. Uh, cause he's like, I'm going to leave. Yeah. He, cause he said like, I've been trying to get in touch with you. I mean, unless every eighties apartment did have that weird glass wall of the glass yeah. cubes that distort everything. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's I'm a different sure apartment. It, it, I don't know. Miami, yes. But mm-hmm. I think they all did. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was like a city ordinance. Okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah, friend dude goes away and then they have... Oh, Carlos runs through every emotion. Yeah, they both do because have, this is... This scene's the weirdest one. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of like, I can't interpret what the fuck either of you are doing right now. Yeah, this because is just she, like she basically to them together somehow, but we need conflict in here. So do yeah, something. So cram it all in one scene. Yeah. She goes, I have like $10,000. We can just take the car and leave and he's like, we don't have to come back. And then he's like, you're fucking Nestor. Well, yeah, well, he goes, I don't want your fucking money. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that wasn't the money wasn't the point. The money was like, yeah, how you get away. That was just an and, extra bonus yeah. of let's leave. And then he like hits her. And this is all while that song uh, Broken, Broken Wings, Wings by is Mr. Playing. Mr. is playing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, they're obviously leading up to something, but all these emotions are not in any way part of what this song would indicate. Because mm-hmm. um, like he hits her, and she's like, then they both scream at each other at the same time, yeah. and you have no idea what either of them are saying, and then he's just like, I love you, baby, and, and they just start making out, and then mm-hmm. it's sex scene through the, the, the glass distorted mm-hmm. thing to where it's like i don't know what's happening yeah <laughs> i see flesh but it, it was kind of it's kind of like what you know when you were a kid and you caught then you were like kept switching over to cinemax yeah and, yeah. and you were trying to catch it between it's the like, lines oh, oh, is that a, oh wait no oh, we, should say, we, maybe should, we should say when we were kids yeah yeah, okay, yeah, fine. yeah. yeah. flip back and forth maybe it'll lock maybe yeah. it'll lock no, no. You, I, I i'm pretty sure there's a motion of undergarments being removed but that's about all you can tell mm-hmm. yeah that it was, took off carlos's panties yes yeah, his yeah. panties came off <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, they they have the sex uh, to that song, and mm-hmm. then do they? Yeah, they quickly cut away from that. Yeah, um, eh. and they are they are driving out of town. Mm-hmm. They are getting it's the fuck nighttime out. now, and they are leaving. And she is just like explaining her day on the boat. Oh, she's like, oh yeah, man, like he stabbed a guy's hand, you know, just for this, looking at me. And there's and, this big black dude with a sweet ass haircut, and he's yeah. he's said something about these these punks have taken over this building, and they're gonna go back and murder them all. Somebody tonight. took over a cement block, and yeah. now they're going to take it back. So she's like, phew, I'm glad we're not involved in that. And he's just like, immediately. <laughs> U-turn right away. Uh, which, by the way, he was leaving town with the sweet Jeep. That seems unfair. No, he was he was no, in he her was, Mercedes. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Convertible okay. Mercedes. All right. 
I thought I, um, all the convertible cars in this are Doyce or whatever. Doyce? What is that guy's name? <laughs> Dorsey? Dorsey, yeah, Doyce. Doyce. Noyce. He's like a doy kind of guy to me. Um, Doyce. Dorsey. Yeah. He was the one that was that was taking the sweet Jeep later. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah. Right. You're right. But <laughs> speaking of Dorsey, he's hanging out on the roof, like mm-hmm. on patrol yep. with his machine gun. Yeah, because they and, know Larry Fishburne's coming back. Yeah. To which he does, and it, they immediately open fire on the building, and he throws like dynamite or something, or uh, I guess Molotov they're just called Molotovs, Molotovs yeah. like through the window. And but it, there's just I mean, so much crack in that house that it's yeah. <laughs> so much crack I mean, just these Molotovs the go off. Yes, I mean there are huge explosions that come out of each of them. Yeah, and like the facade of this building is on fire. Yeah. Um, to but, which, like, because Ruben is in his room now. Ruben has a nice room because uh, he's got a bed which is uh, a lawn, lawn chair yeah. that is strung up. <laughs> He's, he has it's a like lawn a, chair hammock. It's a yeah. floating cot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But man, that like his entire window is on fire, and he is just like, I can't see. I can't. You know what am I shooting at? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, this is just intense gun battle time. Yeah. I mean, and Joe just he's outside, and he's like, all right, time to murder dudes. Oh, it's it's Vietnam too for Joe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is this is his time, and yeah. I think there like, is a pretty sweet moment where he's like in the street gunning at one of the cars coming at him, mm-hmm. and he goes into a car that's like on cinder blocks with the with, with all the doors ripped off, yep. and basically just travels through the car while shooting at everyone. Yep. Yep. And I think I think it was BJ at this point who said that they're using every sound effect for every oh my gun. God. <laughs> Literally every gun sound effect possible goes off. Yeah. But it's mixed well, which is something we haven't yeah, gotten from yeah, a lot pretty, of gun battle movies it here It doesn't lately. sound like 60s Western, you know, like, okay, There's I've heard a this little before, bit of that every once in a while, few, but I mean, it is, yeah. but it is like the Foley guy got paid by the bullet yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, but he I mean, got his he got his pay on that movie. Comparatively mm-hmm. speaking to Man Killers, it doesn't sound like someone flicking a piece of paper every time Correct. they shoot. Yeah. Correct. But man, so there there is just shooting and murdering going on all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos has arrived on scene and mm-hmm. start uh, Drop, drops off Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly, get out of the car, and then starts playing chicken with Larry Fishburne's car, and mm-hmm. they're just driving at each other down the street. He jumps out of the car. Larry Fishburne's driver is just basically like, ah, what could go wrong? And <laughs> the, crashes into that car, which then flips it over. Mm-hmm. It explodes and flips over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone's like, okay, sweet. I think we took care of this problem. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> it, go over it, to they, help him up and they're like, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look at all this well, fire. And, and, and Joe's like, where's Dorsey? And, you know, meanwhile, the door has the, the back door has opened of the car that got flipped. And Lawrence mm-hmm. Fishburne has crawled his way out. Mm hmm slowly raises his gun and then somebody goes oh my god yep. and him everyone dives out of the way joe takes aim well okay so crazy was was going to take the bullet for joe and mm-hmm. joe just fucking throws him out of the way yeah throws everyone out of the way and then he and larry fishburne murder each other with a hundred bullets mm-hmm. they are just full-on machine gunning each other they're like neither of us is getting out of this yeah. and they just both murder each other which i have to point out lawrence fishburne has a very good death oh man like he does a good death flop yeah like he like lands. great death flop <laughs> yeah actually. he's like on the back he's on the trunk of the car in front mm-hmm. of like the the back fender and he kind of leans over backwards onto it yeah as he gets shot but then he flops back forwards it's good yeah yeah he, he does a real I mean, good flop it, it off hurt. of the car I, I guarantee you that hurt. yeah yeah and you know joe's dead Mm-hmm. Like there's no final like yep. get James Remar for me none of that it's just oh shit Joe's dead 
Um, to which they're all just like, oh, well. Uh, I guess that's that. Well, I, they're also like, we got to go because the sirens are going nuts. Yeah. And we don't really have a way of explaining this. So, you know, nice knowing all of you. <laughs> we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, well, somebody goes, get the Jeep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh man, what are they going to do? You know, at first we're like, yeah, yeah. They, they don't it's, break it's up. Like, they don't break up yet because they have to go. Right. Yeah. But, but our thought is like, oh, they're man. not breaking up. They're getting the fuck out. Yeah. Sure, but, yes. but our thought is like, this is like, oh, go to regroup and then you're going to fucking take on James Remar. And they're yeah. like, well, I guess this is it. Somebody get the Jeep. And yeah, the next scene is Joe's funeral. Yes. Uh, back on, <laughs> like, in the I, Everglades, on the Everglades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the Everglades. Yeah. They're going to have like a, a swamp fire mm-hmm. or something. Yep. And they're all just like, then, then they're back at the house in front and they're like, all right, well, yeah, we're free. Been nice knowing you guys. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Have to and do one of them's like, anymore. "Yeah, I'm free until they catch me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's Moss. Moss is yeah. just like, you know, if not, they not catch me, I'm going yet. back to jail. They ain't gonna catch me. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like indeterminate time passes, and they all just kind of like one by one start showing back up at the house, and it's mm-hmm. the house is fucked now. Like it, they've been gone for like a <laughs> day, absolutely, yeah. and and it has been spray painted to hell. Right. It's just like it is. Br- I think Lauren Holly says that these are nesters symbols yes like this is this is his black is blood once magic. they all get back to the house yeah. he's like yeah there's there's well there's, there's a the chicken there's the dead chicken yes. and he's like and she's like brujeria this is yeah but it's weird because it takes so long to get that information you're like how much time has passed to and, where the crackheads immediately came back in and said fuck everything in this house and oh also, as soon as <laughs> as soon as everybody left like the yeah, second as as the people fires left, were out fucking crackheads scurried in there like cockroaches oh they probably didn't wait for the fires around they were like oh <laughs> i can let my pipe off that <laughs> <laughs> they're standing in the fire yeah. smoking yeah just holding the crack in their yeah. hand at that point yeah so if i get the tinfoil <laughs> So, like, Joe's files are all over the place, and they're all reading, like, the history of Joe, mm-hmm. which is just basically, like, yeah. he was in Vietnam. Well, I, I just want to point out, like, what what kind of mystical force brought them all back into the house at the exact same time? Because It's uh, weird. They all do the arrive. F- mystical force of movie making? Yeah. Sure. I just the mean... The spirit of Joe, yeah. the Indian. They all do Tegra. that, like, thing at the end of movies where everyone just kind of shows back up and yeah. does the little, like nod thing and like hey i'm here too hey man they had they all got some lunch and then they had nowhere else to go (laughs) after that i was gonna say they literally could have driven around the block and then all been like oh well maybe we should come back for a sec holy shit (laughs) exactly i mean outside (laughs) shit yeah um so they're just reading the files you know it's like oh he was in vietnam he did all this cool shit and uh they yeah they're saying he find out he's the only one that couldn't that didn't the only one that got out of yeah. his unit and, and they were they called the band of the hand of the hand yeah because they find like a picture of his his squad in mm-hmm. vietnam and they're all holding out hands uh, squad goals and, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> what to all die yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they <laughs> no, that's, that's the bad that's a terrible squad goal uh, um to which they're all just like you know what that's us we're the new band of the hand mm-hmm. let's all touch hands now and be weird about it. <laughs> so they all kind of do the hey, all right. hands touching hands, reaching out, reaching out. Carlos and Ducey are, you know, <laughs> yes, scissoring. Yeah, they're gonna they're they're touching a little much. Okay, but man, everyone puts Dorsey. their hands in, That's... and it's <laughs> Doyce. <laughs> but they all just put their hands in and just like, ah, oh, what do we do? Like, go team. What what's the thing that we do here? And it's weird because like Lauren Holly is just also sitting there not participating in this, but looking at them like she's the-? not. There's there's not enough. <laughs> no, there's no. There's only five, five fingers on a hand, right. unless you know, <laughs> it's a six fingered man. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they killed her father, so they should right. prepare to make other people die. Yeah. So this this turns this the third act kicks in now, and it is we're going to fucking murder James Remar. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And so this is just basically like them MacGyvering up. Yeah, they go and scout out his. They follow one of his runners, mm-hmm. and, and meanwhile, James Remar has had a meeting with his lead guy with Tito. Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, my name is Paul. Paul. It's between y'all. It's a guy from Pulp Fiction. I know. It's weird. He looks older than this than he yeah, does. Yeah, it's yeah. really strange. Yeah, he's also in Out of Sight for like two yeah. seconds, yeah. and yeah, he looks way older in this movie. It's that weird thin being... mustache thing that he's got going yeah. on. Yeah, but you know, he, he's like. We got the big deal going. We got you. Got to follow the courier and make sure that he drops that shit off. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. Nothing can go wrong. Because the big guys are going to be here. And and if you find Nikki, you know, do whatever the hell you want with her and kill her. Yeah. And then he's like, well, "What about the kids?" And he's like, "Ah, they don't. They're nothing. I don't okay, care. They're gone. They've yeah. dispersed. <laughs> yeah. We we took out their leader. So yeah. We yeah. cut the head off the snake. Right. So they they like they had that scene where he's talking with him and and mm-hmm. essentially he's like, "We're making a drug processing facility." Mm-hmm. I want everything perfect, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the kids end up following the courier right, mm-hmm. to see, like, what the hell's going on. And then they get, you know, they, they get to the this facility out in the middle of nowhere. Which is like a military encampment. Yeah. It's, it's like the five of them should have looked at it and been like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck Nestor, yeah. but I don't want to die. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Joe. Love you, but <laughs> yeah. don't want to see you this soon. We're not going to join you. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're talking like... Double, like they have double set of fence, you know, yeah, like with, perimeter with, fences. With there like, three fences, they cut through like three fences. Because there's yeah. like a dog moat. Well, yeah, there's like yes, <laughs> it's it literally is. a dog, dog moat yep. because mm-hmm. it's a bunch. Of, it's a pack of like eight Dobermans. Yep, eighties Dobermans, man. Yeah. Those were the dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just this this <laughs> this it, it, little. It, it, it is a dog moat. Running, they they yeah. have made a perimeter fence with another perimeter fence, and the dogs just roam mm-hmm. in between there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they're like. I don't know, man, but they, they're they not really discouraged by this. Our reaction would have been, oh, fuck, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's 30 yeah, dudes here and dogs. Nuh-uh. But no, they, they've got a plan. They go and... Um, they go to they, the hardware store. Well, they, they had a, a model made up. What the hell was the main building? It was like a... It was a box of camels. Yeah. Box of camels, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And like, all right, we have this whole plan. And yes, they go to a hardware store and yeah. there's a prolonged scene where they're buying fertilizer and go for gas. Go for gas. And From a bunch the, of yeah, it, it's Hedwig and uh, and Lauren Holly yeah. are, are the two buying the stuff, and the clerk is the lawyer from Jurassic Park. Yes, he is. As soon as he popped up, I'm like, "Where do I fucking know that guy?" And Harlow thankfully pointed it out. Mm-hmm. But it took me a second, but I was like, "That's the lawyer dude." Yeah, but you know, he's buying. There's just like go for gas and just all this, you know, fertilizer, stuff for all assault. this. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" Yeah. Well, he asks them rather accusingly, like, yeah. what are you planning on doing with all this? Yeah. And the guy, and, and you know. JL, it, crazy, is just like, well, you know, we got, we got, we're planting a garden, and, yeah. but we got gophers, and, you know, if Might we're going to use and, this in that case, and then he's like, huh, well, you know, there's no gophers down here, right? Yeah. He's like, now armadillos. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice everywhere. long pause yeah. where the guy, you know, he's just like giving him the eye. Like, uh, it you're waits, up to something. It waits. It waits. And he's like, but armadillos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he gets into this whole process of like, well, if you gas them this way and then what you can do is hit them with a paintball shot and that way you can find them at night. Tag them with the fluorescent paint and then yeah. you see them at night and then you come up from behind them. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, you get the rate, you can get the wire. Yeah. And if you can get behind him, you can cut their motor real quick. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, I'm from Amarillo, Texas, yeah. and we have we have armadillos that are three feet tall. And, <laughs> didn't didn't or, he say grow like nine feet I, tall, something like that? Yeah, he's, he's going. He eventually on on. starts ad libbing by the end of it, and they are walking out the door like, and he is still just like, yeah, well, well you know. I, and then I like he, that Lauren Holly is pulling. Yeah, is pulling crazy away. Crazy kind of wanted to hear he's the story. Like, hey man, this, this guy's. <laughs> This guy knows his shit. Yeah, should maybe, bring him along. Maybe he should be in the, in the band. Yeah, yeah, put him in the band. <laughs> no, play there's, no, there's no more room on the hand. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so this, so now we know that they've got some kind of plan and they get to the warehouse. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hula, Hula just pointed out that we're about to skip over. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Crazy's jacket. This is where yes. it makes its first appearance. Okay. First of all, they have all changed into brand new outfits except for uh, uh carlos he's gone back to his formal wear he is still in his suit but everyone else has put on brand new brightly colored 80s outfits including lauren holly who is wearing pink fucking boots for this assault yeah Orange which pants. she's a part of i don't know why mm-hmm. but so they've all got brand new outfits on jl crazy Ru- Ru- ruben's wearing a sparkly gold jacket yes, yes. Mm-hmm. but yes crazy has himself a full trench coat jacket with like comic panels on it not comic pa- it's like one comic panel yeah just like up. one covering giant, the entire thing it is fucking awesome but the best view of you that you get of this jacket is like on the cover of the the blu-ray mm-hmm. or on the poster this movie does not linger on this jacket at all it should and that's a crime this jacket belongs in a museum because it's because awesome the <laughs> 80s was just man it that was yeah, commonplace it was, it was rote it was just like yeah well look at this fucking right, jacket yeah. it's got a comic jacket <laughs> so he, and like this is what he wears. <laughs> Did yeah, you buy a jacket? He, Sans comic. <laughs> yeah, th- this is his. <laughs> yeah, this is his assault his assault jacket. You know, this is his take on the army of drug dealers yes. jacket. Yes. I guess he, if he knew he was going to die, he wanted to die stylishly. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I guess they probably found Joe's money somewhere. <laughs> Just like, I wish there had been a shopping montage. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Oh, they had the ten thousand. She still had ten thousand dollars. She had the ten thousand. So they spent five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred dollars. That's right. Um, So yeah, now they're going to assault the place. Yeah, and it's basically so Carlos gets up in a sniping position. Yep. And JL goes over and is going to release the gopher gas into the ventilation Mm -hmm. system of the place, which James Remar has is telling the head like regional drug dealer or whatever. This place is so awesome. The air conditioning system filters out the ether. Nobody smells anything outside. Yeah, it's the best. We have the the best air conditioning. It is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like right when the gopher gas starts pumping. Yeah, well, well before they yeah, get I was there. Say, yeah, first when they were they loading to get up, through the dog mode. Yeah, they loaded oh, up a dog oh, right. into the into the yeah. car with them and like where this the, nice what is looking dog? golden retriever. Yeah, where this dog come from? Why is it on the mission? And why are they taking it? Yeah. So yeah, they cut into the dog moat. Mm-hmm set this dog free the dobermans come running out and like they're like the dobermans like running around the corner and that's what that's when they decide to like second guess their plan they're yeah. like you should like, this you dog's sh- in heat yeah <laughs> basically like, yeah it's a bait dog yep. like you know like and they take it like they send the dog out running on the fence and all the dobermans are like yeah sweet <laughs> they yeah they, they basically it. make a little dog funnel yeah because mm-hmm. they pull the one piece of fence that they have they kind of hold it in yep. place and the dogs just race right out and mm-hmm. so the, the dog moat has been emptied <laughs> and <laughs> this moat yep. is clean and we never see any of those dogs again. Yep. Uh, but, so yeah so, so crazy gets it like he's he's at the side of the building which mm-hmm. you know there's guards everywhere there's there's guys in front like Rolling shooting dice, dice yeah. and all that and he's just pouring this stuff in and like 
he's he's doing it for a long time. Yeah. He's like making sure he gets the entire thing in there. And he's dedicated too because like a guy comes out for a smoke break and sees him. Yep. And is going to take him out to which Carlos snipes him. Yep. Which starts everyone just like, oh my God, you know, and running around. And he barely flinches. Like he flinches when he gets shot at. But yeah. then after that, he's like, oh, nope, more go for gas. Gotta, gotta keep pouring the shit in there. In there. <laughs> yeah. So he keeps at it. Um, and this is just, I mean, this is just time to shoot everything right. scene. Which, you know, it's fine. Like the, Carlos saves him several times via sniping. But then they're like, oh yeah, this is, we've made this like full on military because guy goes up to the roof well, well i oh, liked man. it when they first like they they all the guys like they're getting to their positions and mm-hmm. doing their attack and then all of a sudden the floodlights come on and oh, they're yeah. like in the middle of yeah they're like you're like oh, oh they're like in the killing field <laughs> right at that point they're like oh shit yeah you know and they all run back behind a car that's there a yeah limo and, but yeah, yes there's a limo that's parked there and that's when the, yeah the the there's there's a machine gun nest on the roof that was previously kind of covered up and it just yeah. kind of goes and like explodes open flips open yeah and a 50 cal machine gun comes out and they're like oh fuck and you can see paul calderon is back there just lighting everyone up with this thing (laughs) and primarily taking out frustrations on this limo Mm -hmm. they fucked this limo up yeah he shoots it to shit yeah i mean there's like a box truck that gets mm -hmm. it and just he's panning along trying to aim at everybody but two of them are hiding behind this limo and he he's gonna make sure that he gets them yes he fucking fucks this limo up. <laughs> yeah, he, he's wrecking it, and and eventually he gets sniped through the the small opening that's mm-hmm. there, dead center in the forehead. Yep, he gets killed. Yeah, and then immediately another guy pops up there. It's, oh yeah, it's Call just like Call of Duty. Yes. that guy is immediately like, oh, gotta get up there. I got, I got, it's my turn yeah. now. <laughs> I get to. Shoot and so like, because those guys pop out from behind the limo, and then all of a sudden they see the gun whir up again. They're like, ah, fuck. Mm-hmm. Jump behind the limo again. Yeah. To which uh, crazy now is like, all right, I got this, and mm-hmm. jumps up on the roof and basically tosses some sort of uh, explosive, explosive thing. Yeah. Devices that they stick the things and they blow up, but mm-hmm. it, it just looks like a bomb on a flashlight that they throw in. Yeah. But he throws it into the little opening of this thing. Yeah, and like and takes a running dive off the roof, like bounces off a van yeah, and, and basically like hurts his, breaks his ankle. Yeah, or whatever. breaks his ankle. Yeah. But but Moss, meanwhile, has gotten to the back door and mm-hmm. blown the lock off of it and mm-hmm. then tossed a bomb inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they've been going back and forth, just shooting a lot of guys mm-hmm. like around corners and all that. And I, I think they eventually get like James Remar gets out of the building, but they end up shooting. I, I think Carlos actually snipes the head cocaine guy. That yeah, that guy up. starts to come the out the front door dude. and they dispatch him quickly but yeah. like so james remar is kind of slinking around the outer mm-hmm. edges of this thing mm-hmm. and that's where lauren holly is is standing and waiting with a shotgun yep and that's a great pump yeah yeah and so james remar who's armed with a newsy just kind of throws it away and is just like what are you gonna do well no he, he goes just give me the gun yeah well he starts slinking towards her but mm-hmm. he's he's like you're not gonna shoot me you're just not going to. And mm-hmm. he gets all the way up to her and gets his hand around the barrel of the shotgun. And then she's basically like, yeah, I am going to shoot you mm-hmm. <laughs> and does. And that's it. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. like she wings him or it's not like, you know, there's nothing more to it. No, she shoots him and he's dead. That's mm-hmm. it. I was kind of <laughs> hoping for a little bit less realistic, more the yank back shotgun yes. effect. Cause yeah, this was like, oh, you shot. I, me. I, I fully appreciated. Like, I, I always appreciate when. A person gets dispatched by the person that was most wronged. Yes. Yeah. Like, I always appreciate that. And so, I like, when the scene happened, I was like, that's why you brought her along. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Murder the fuck out of him. Yeah. And 
They almost yeah, copped he, out of that, and then they did. I mean, so. he 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 got a shotgun to the chest. That's pretty good. I was just like I said, I was expecting that, like you know, mm-hmm. unrealistic, like blam, I mean, blown back six, throw feet. him back, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yank him back through a fence. Um, but anyway, still good. Yeah, yeah. Um, at some point, uh, Ruben gets shot. Yeah, yeah he gets hit he in the get, shoulder. Yeah, he gets clipped. And uh, but yeah, they're like dragging everybody out because they got to drag crazy out. He's you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're basically like, okay, blow it. Yeah, they're all like kind of they've, they've gotten outside the fence and they're all just shooting handguns at this point because yeah. they've run they've out run of everything else. Yeah. And yeah, and they're like, blow it, blow it already. Mm-hmm. And he's mashing the button and then finally it kicks in. Yeah. And it kicks in in about four stages of explosion on this building. Uh-huh. Holy fuck. Well, even more that we didn't actually even see because like. Yeah, so like, this- like the top goes like kind of where the machine gun nest goes mm-hmm. and then like the bottom goes and then apparently it gets down in the basement or whatever because it's like, boom, okay, that's pretty good. And yep. there's like, boom, oh, that's actually really good. And all of a sudden it's just like, boom, yeah. like screen boom. filling experience. Yeah. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Accurate. cut to them leaving, driving away mm-hmm. down the and highway. You still just hear it And in the background, yeah. there's more explosions going yeah, on. It, it, <laughs> and I do like that they have like the ambulances and fire trucks going behind them mm-hmm. like at a, on a cross street mm-hmm. yeah and they get to a uh roadblock mm-hmm. a police roadblock where the you know they roll up to it and they're like ah oh, hell here we go yeah one and, of us is shot yeah <laughs> and man oh they just go full on like hi officer how's it going yeah what, what's going on back there we, we Boy, can hear it, it all the way from homestead dangerous and yeah that. and in the least realistic thing in this movie they let the black guy talk to the cop <laughs> yeah he's out just of all like, of them in the car he's like hey buddy and you know the officer's like where are you going and just like oh we're going to the club we're gonna go, yeah, yeah, they just say we're going to miami, miami. Yeah. yeah well yeah one of them's like hey man we're coming from homestead what's going on over there yeah, yeah. and the guy's like just don't drink too much beer kids get yeah. out of here and they turn the corner and drive off and that's mm-hmm. it yep, credits <laughs> movie's over so rate it mm-hmm. and they said something like we can do it we can do whatever now or yeah something sure like yeah. Whatever. They're free. nothing can stop us no. I don't know. yeah yeah yeah. Stargrove for Band of the Hand? Uh, Band of the Hand? No. I don't understand what he no. said. Mr. I don't think he's describing anything in this movie. Go so to no. Miami through the Everglades. <laughs> See, that nope. didn't happen. That, that was not a lyric. Not a lyric in the song. Hunt boars and yeah. it's a It's a good soundtrack. It's It's yeah. got some popular... It's got a Prince song in it. It's you know There's some popular stuff on mm-hmm. the soundtrack. There's some unheard 80s stuff on it. Needs it's more Yaz. Yeah. <laughs> It fits. It fits a lot of it. It's yeah. it's pretty good. Um, no Stargrove, though. Okay. So, but I'll rate it. Go ahead. I'm going to give this movie three jocks. I like this movie. I was worried about it for the first half of the movie, like all the jungle, uh, the Everglades stuff. I was like, man, where's this going? Yeah. I honestly did not do a lot of research about what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when the movie started and there was just, like, the rumble in the streets, I was like... Are they going to recruit those guys to go stop that? It's like, is this going to be like a crash, like 48 hours of jungle training and then dispatch them to stop the the gang fighting that's happening mm-hmm. or whatever? So I didn't know where it was going. And so it's a lot more deliberately paced than that. It's not like an exploitation movie or anything like that. It's it's a crime drama. It's, you know, drug lord. Yeah. We got to do a thing. It's all kind of very understated along the way. There's not a lot of big moments and none of the characters really stand out as like I'm the leader or I'm the star or anything like that. They all are kind of blended into the mm-hmm. same scenario, but I don't know. I, I, for something I'd never seen a frame of like, I no clue about anything in this movie. Yeah. 
I think it's pretty good. It's it's got some slow bits, but it has enough character motivation to where you get to the end of this thing and they fucking nuke that drug facility and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that was worth it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is not an action packed movie, but it's got enough stuff in it to where you're like, yeah, pretty sweet. And the 80s as fuck part of it is glorious. Just glorious. It it adds so much. It's like thrashing in that regard. You're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't care how it. bad this is. Give it to me. <laughs> so three jocks. Anyone else? Uh, you go. All right, I can go. <laughs> okay, you go. I, mean, I don't. I don't care. Uh, no, I, I I agree with all of that except I, I think I liked it a little bit more. I'm going to give it four jocks. Okay. Um, I knew fuck all about this movie. I from the name, I assumed it was actually about a band. <laughs> I was expecting some sort of same musical thing, mm-hmm. and um, I'm okay with that. I didn't get that. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is. There are things in this movie that like almost make it a legit like good good movie like i mean like not there's a lot of cheese in it but i mean like there there's like even early michael mann movies showed the promise of like you know him being like considered a real filmmaker and i know he didn't direct this starsky directed this yeah um but like there are there are things still going on this that very much make this feel like a michael mann movie Mm -hmm. um music and location and everything wise aside like that long tracking shot in the beginning that i almost completely forgot it's like you know like a miniature touch of evil thing going on Mm -hmm. through this crazy Mm -hmm. donnie brook in the streets or whatever and i i like the little touches i mean maybe they didn't all work out exactly like they should have like i i think that the sex scene through those brick things was actually like cool like i mean we don't, need, we don't need to see shit like, you know, yeah. we don't need to sure. see. We've know, seen that a billion times. We don't need to see that. I, you know, whatever. Put your clothes um, on. <laughs> yeah. And we got Sedaris for that. <laughs> right. And I, I, I don't know. I just I, I this is kind of one of those movies that like I, I get why people would recommend this as a bad movie. But like, I would say it's like almost approaching a, a good movie. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah it's better than you think it is. And there's actually like some filmmaking chops that are better than you would think yeah. there would be. I think the only thing that makes it bad is it's datedness, datedness. which doesn't necessarily make it bad. And some of the like, acting, like some of these people yeah. were a little rough around the edges. Um, yeah. But, but I think it's more just like how overwhelmingly eighties it is. That mm-hmm. makes people go, man, that's gotta be bad when no, I, I don't know if you're done, but I agree yeah. with you. It's, it's, I think it's a four jocks movie. Um, I think there's, you know, like the filmmaking is above a lot of what we tend to watch. And it's kind of, it's weird in that this has been lost in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it has a solid cast. It has a a surprisingly diverse cast for the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, the music is great. The, the, like you said, there's a lot of filmmaking stuff that they're doing that's like. And and maybe I'm yeah. just a little bit skewed because we just came off of Man Killers and uh, Dolman. You know, I mean, not <laughs> things, not people known for making quality movies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, maybe it's just I'm hungry and I feel a, a, a touch of actual filmmaking skills here. Yeah, are you a hungry man? I, I might be. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 just it's a lot of fun and goddamn, do they blow that place up near the end? Yep. They and do. I'm always I'm always for that. I'm, I'm for that in movies. If, you can, if you can blow a place up by the end. Yeah. But, and I also kind of like that the death scenes, I mean, yes, we talk about Lawrence Fishburne doing the flop and all that, but they're not overdone. They're not like, you know, like you got, like Joe just dies and it's not like, go avenge me. You know, there's yeah, none no. of that. And, and, you know, James Remar, there's no, they like, she doesn't even say anything when she kills him. No. You know, and and just, there, there is no, like he, 
it's not like he did. He was not mortally wounded. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't pop back up. None of that. He's, he's shotgunned and well, he's dead. If he popped back up, he got blown to smithereens. Yes. Yeah. One of the eight stages of that explosion mm-hmm. caught him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And then there's the armadillo scene that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. already probably bumped it up another jocks. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's a four jocks movie. Yeah. I, I like to think that's like. Spielberg saw this somehow and was like, I want that guy. Like, I don't care what he plays in my movie, but mm-hmm. like, that guy's wacky. I want him. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. Yeah. Uh, that explosion is, as usual, a really good screen filling motherfucker of an explosion is worth at least a jocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of back and forth between a three and a four right now. I'm not sure. It almost feels weird because like, like Harlow said, this is bordering on an actual good movie. I mean, it's got actual movie chops in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some that's just a little bit too, maybe a little bit too wacky for a quote-unquote good movie. Um, but large parts of the 80s were really wacky, and it's set in Miami, so it's going to be wacky. Um, <laughs> there's there's no There's no hope to avoid it. Like the, you know, you can't get rid of the the crazy fashion you can't get rid of the crazy interior design or the architecture or any of that miami flavor so um it's going to be kind of outlandish but i mean it's really solid they they don't they don't fuck up too much they don't really like <laughs> there's nothing that stands out as a hallmark of of a bad movie except for you know a couple couple of the performances are a little bit weak Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the world's most cliche plot. Um, and even if it was, it's handled pretty well. Um, it's, it's pretty good. I think I'm going to go ahead and give it four jocks. It, it deserves it. It, it has earned it. Um, I, I don't know what I, it's, it's not like an outstanding four jocks movie, which is weird to say. It's not like, you know, we're cheering in the stands and, you know, yeah. throwing streamers for Jock's movie, but it's just really solid. It's really, it really doesn't, doesn't disappoint in any way. And it doesn't, um, it's a longer movie, but it doesn't waste a whole lot of your time, which is appreciated, mm-hmm. even though like it's a little bit over two hours, right? No, it's just under, hour just, 50. Un- hour just 50. under two hours, which is way long do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for one of our films, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it. Um, it feels like a. I guess it is a normal length film, but it feels like a, a normal length film. It doesn't drag too much anywhere. So mm-hmm. yep. it's pretty good. Four jocks. Good job. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Let's. Yeah. Second half. So, um, yeah, I think we all determined that we haven't watched shit except for you. <laughs> you watched me. Yeah, well, we watched oh, you. Shit. No, I, I just, <laughs> I had a couple of leftover things from uh, Golden Jocks Marathon viewing week. Ah, okay. Um, so I, real quickly, I just wanted to say that, um, the Jungle Book and the Angry Birds movie, which are both on Netflix, 
are surprisingly okay. They are. They are. I don't have time for surprisingly. They okay. are beyond Chuck Fine. They are legit good. Not I've heard great. Jungle Book is pretty good. Jungle Book is surprisingly strong, even though it is basically a buddies movie. It is just talking animals, but it is. It's done really well, and the voice cast is amazing. And the Angry Birds movie has jokes in it that have no business being in a kids movie. No business. I don't give a fuck. I will not watch that movie. Just like they could tell me. The fucking emoji movie is the next Lego movie. I don't give a shit. I will never watch that. It's fine. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just okay. saying that it, in a world principle. where there are so many shitty animated movies, the Angry Birds movie is not the bottom of the barrel. It is it is a it is a three out of five star movie. In the world of toilet wines, <laughs> this is not the worst one. It's so good we call it Pruno. Look, it's all right. It's all right. And the Jungle Book movie is good. Okay. Vintage. But so I wanted basically to turn some time into asking you guys a question. And I thought maybe we could discuss turn this on the air. Turn. Okay. I have a question about Captain America Civil War. Uh-oh. Okay. And this is kind of based on my reaction to it when I saw it, which I of the three, I think it's the least. I don't really, I really kind of almost didn't enjoy it. But something that came up in our discussions of it over time when all of you have seen it and then again during our golden jocks is that everyone kind of pointed to the airport scene and went oh my god this is awesome i love this airport scene mm-hmm. yeah i i without this is not an accusation this is not me going like okay fuckers justify it but for me i'm sitting there and i'm going this is stupid like they're all fighting each other and they're all pulling their punches and this is dumb and why are they fighting each other? They've been easily manipulated, and this is really dumb. But I just, I just want to know, like, some of you were saying, like, oh, this is my comic childhood come true and everything. I just, I want to understand that side of it. I want to understand the comic mentality of it. Why is it awesome? Well, I'm sitting here thinking you're stupid. Okay, fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Always oh, a good way to start an argument. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Please go on. I can no. see your point. Um, I... <laughs> Can I you? Because I mean, you might be too stupid to get. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I think. Just I mean, jokes. we're dealing with an up here, uh-huh. and you're kind of sure. Chuck yeah, Fine, you're right? I didn't. Well, get that's it. just his height, not his intelligence. Yeah, that, well, I mean, it kind of correlates in this case. I'm gonna cut all this. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, I don't think you're stupid. I understand that these guys are. Well, for one, they get to a point where they they really start fucking each other up for mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. um and yes their motivations are stupid but the motivations in the entirety of the movie are kind of stupid um i liked it just for the fact that it's a good ass action sequence and it's a bunch of cool ass superheroes duking it out in a good set and i thought it was shot well and it looked fucking awesome i don't care about the plot significance of okay. it at all all right so just spe- spectacle spectacle yes okay. absolutely um, I think a lot of it has to do with using Spider-Man properly, right? Because it feels like so, like so many of the other movies had not done that, and that you know, I, granted the uh, the Ant-Man part of it doesn't make yeah sense because I'm gonna like I said I'm, I'm yeah. trying to dance around some spoilers because like you could talk about these moments and if someone hasn't seen it, it kind mm-hmm. of takes the thunder out mm-hmm. of it. Well, I, okay, so like I I thought the Spider-Man bits of it were good. Because he was an outsider and was kind of like apologizing for everything he was doing as he was yeah. doing it. I thought that was kind of cute and charming and everything about... I love Spider-Man in this. I thought mm-hmm. it was probably the best Spider-Man there's been in a movie. 
um, yeah. of the modern era. The the Ant Man stuff didn't necessarily make sense because yeah, Paul gets- Rudd character kind of seems smarter than to just be thrown into a scenario and just do whatever he's told mm-hmm. like okay these guys are also good guys but you're siding with us here so go fuck them up seemed odd for him to go yeah okay that'll be fine i'll do that well except like i mean i think they were attempting to establish that he has some rapport with with falcon right from you right. know his yeah, movie from ant-man yes so you know it was kind of like He's hung out I'm, with Falcon. I, I'm therefore. with you because I know you, okay. and I kind of want a pathway into this whole cool ass Avengers yeah. lifestyle. I, I and he also a... geeks out about meeting Captain America. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just seemed like I don't know. I, I I guess a lot of that movie just rubbed me the wrong way, and so when it got to the point where they're all just fighting each other over something stupid, it just seemed like you guys just basically met. You know, you haven't been super friends for that mm-hmm. long. And now you're all just like, well, time to almost murder each other, you know, because like, mm. I mean, like some of the people involved are just humans. <laughs> yeah. And and, you know, they could easily just get accidentally murdered during this, which I kind of thought was where at least one character was going to end up getting fucking murdered in this. And that would have been like, oh, maybe we should stop fighting. But it just the motivation of all of it just it, it seemed to play it played right into the hands of everyone saying hey you guys are constantly just doing whatever you want and fucking shit up and you need to be on fucking leashes but then it never there was no consequence from that there was never any kind of mm-hmm. like hey you guys just totally fucked up an airport because you're all having some childish beef with one another because you haven't even properly researched what you're mad about you know yeah who's going to pay for that and I mean, yes. I I I feel like with all of these movies, yeah, you're you're approaching them too much in a, a real life scenario. Like you yeah, did the like same it, damn like thing if with you the approach Avengers. every cop movie ever. Yeah. they're just filling out paperwork for the next forty five years. Right. I know, you know, but it's like you, if you're looking at them like that, then I mean, it, yeah, there, there's a, there's a fine line because I mean, I, I'm not. I, I well, I am directly drawing a line in the sand between DC and Marvel movies because you know some are good and some are shitty um, because DC, the DC movies are like actively attempting to force you to look at the devastation. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like for the most part, a few little spats aside, the Marvel movies aren't about fuck, you know, we're doing our shit and fuck everybody else. The DC movies are like, we're doing our shit and fuck everything. And then until like, Oh look, innocents are involved. And, and that's the entire fucking plot of Batman V Superman. Of oh shit you you fucked this up it's your fault yeah I would argue um, it's the plot of Civil War also the whole thing a, a hinges on the bit, end yes. of the other Avengers movie but I mean like they they had a spat when in the first Avengers movie like when they all kind of came together like there mm-hmm. was there was some issues yeah. they were like hey your brother's the one that fucks some shit up I and, guess you know. my thing is I could just watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, like, okay. like there was just a lot of fun, well choreographed action and well timed and everyone got a moment to shine in those okay. scenes, you know, because I could watch the safe chase in Fast Five and go, oh, man, they killed everyone in that bank. <laughs> everyone driving those cars is fucking dead. They murdered a lot of innocent people dragging that safe oh, behind those, their those cars. Those cops are on the take, man. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm, you could approach it like that and go, man, I that's reprehensible. And I can't believe that, they did At this. least they went for I an don't empty like airport. This movie anymore. And, and Tony Stark could write a check when it's all done. Like, they like did evacuate the airport. I, I get that. And, is... and please don't think I'm, I'm approaching this like the, the Man of Steel thing 
which is what how everyone approached Man of Steel, which right. is basically like mm-hmm. you murdered millions of people. Well, because that, that forced hmm. you to. I mean, I honestly wasn't. I mean, I, I think I was a little bit conscious of like, Jesus. I mean, because it was just a CG nightmare at that point. <laughs> but that movie forces you back into it because by the end, it's like Zod is literally putting innocence in danger. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's people here. Fuck. Right. You I, know, I mean, I guess I guess my problem with it wasn't necessarily the airport thing was not necessarily the property damage or but I'm, I'm not looking at it from a moral standpoint is what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is like, I, I, I guess that what I'm hearing is the spectacle of it is cool. Therefore, it's awesome and would be awesome if it was the exact same scene with a team of the good guys versus a team of the bad guys fucking each other up. But I guess what I'm saying is like, why are people into all of a sudden the the team of good guys splitting into two and fighting each other because that's been comic books for fucking decades. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Like every comic book story has heroes fighting heroes. Like, like it is, and I don't like it. I like personally. I I hate that they always do it because it's always like you people have known each other for years. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you like. You know, it's it's the whole oh, this one piece of information changes everything for a relationship. You know, it's like no, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's just that sort of thing, but it's a thing that's been in comics for okay. decades I, and decades. I kind of, I mean, I agree. Sometimes it's a little bit lazy. Sometimes it stems from, I mean, imagine if you tried to, like, give enough screen time and not finish off the villains. Like, the problem is, like, you can't have a band of villains come together and have a big ass awesome fight because they always, like dispatch with the villain somehow by the end you know they they rarely mm-hmm. ever come back so it's not like and then when they try to do too many it gets convoluted like you know three villains of, in a movie is too much i mean yeah. it's just that's a proven rule um you know from batman in the back in the day the batman and robin had three villains and fucking spider-man three you know like all these things mm-hmm. it's like when you have three villains that's that's too much right. like it just always breaks a movie okay. no. um x-men movies kind of work because it's like yeah whatever we've got this brotherhood of mutants like it's just it's never been handled properly like i i feel like the x-men movies would be a perfect venue for having that cool action having it be justified it's just no one's really ever like tried to delve into it now that you've got people trying to make good x-men movies they're now back to like focusing on practically on one villain yeah you know mm-hmm. except for the sentinel stuff in days of future past which was cool but i i don't know like i said it, it, it's a little bit lazy but like at the same time have you never like been around somebody long enough that like you've come gotten into a fight with someone that was like your friend or family I mean, you've never actually gotten into like a fisticuffs with someone you then go sorry i lost my head and then just imagine having superpowers yeah no, you know? like i mean no because he kills them <laughs> well, I mean, if, you both, if you both had superpowers i'm just oh, saying okay. like you're two super dudes and you like somebody like uses the last of the peanut butter and puts it back in the you know, oh like, you motherfucker fuck. you know like you know it just seemed to me like that that fight would have ended a lot sooner before like the catastrophic thing that happens to end that where everyone's like, Oh, whoa, too real. You know, it's like, what are you guys doing? You're firing basically nuclear blasts at each other this entire time. Just really trying, not trying to murder each other. What did you expect was going to happen? It just, I don't know. 
I know I, the I movie I, rubbed it, me the wrong way for a lot of different reasons, but it just when it got to that and have everyone say, "Oh my god, the airport scene's so great." I'm like, "Yeah, the spectacle of it is great, but from like a standpoint, yeah. it's like what if in one of the Star Trek movies, half the crew joined another ship and then they were just like, "Hey, fuck you guys. We're going to have space battles the whole time." And it's like, "Well, wait, why? You guys are friends. What's happening?" I I guess they stopped becoming friends and started becoming real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was going there too, and I couldn't yeah. couldn't stop you fast. God damn it! God damn I, it. I, I will say I will say this. I I think a big part of it for me personally, as a as a comic fan, as someone who read the entire Civil War, actual Civil War run, and saw the movie, it's unfortunate they can't give you the good reason. From the comic book, it's mm-hmm. just too large of scale of a thing to try to encapsulate in a, right. in one movie. Yeah, um, I think it's just like, given what they had to work with and the number of Marvel heroes that they could use that they had to work with, it's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, like, like I said, the the, the reasons, the justifications are very similar in the comics, but they're it's more clearly defined down a line. Like you, you can you can wholly understand why people are on either side of this mm-hmm. and you actually feel things like when someone like Spider-Man is dragged into the wrong side, te- technically speaking, that's the weird thing is like, I've actually heard a lot of people say in the movie version, they're totally behind what, what Iron Man's doing, mm-hmm. which is weird because like in the comic books, it was wholly registration is fucking bad. Like okay. there is no bones about it. Like you're an idiot if you're choosing that side of it because it was, all basically a giant allegory for the Patriot Act and you sure. know, the whole if we surrender our freedom or surrender our liberties for freedom, we yeah. either whatever you know whatever whatever privacy for freedom. See, anyway. I, I just I th- I think in that movie for me it there were two very distinct points of conflict and they focused on the wrong one. It almost seemed like the registry was just kind of like yeah, well you know we have a difference of opinion. Some of us are going to do it, some of us aren't. No big deal. It's the other factor in it which is the iron man discovering certain things Mm -hmm. that turns him into frenzied bloodlust that's like i could see some of them siding with him and being like yeah we need to hunt that motherfucker down and you know cap is obviously like no that i'm not gonna allow that to happen but that comes so late in that movie and is after the airport thing where it's just like that's the proper motivation i i just i yeah like i said i i think I think I think a lot of the, of the cinema problem is that they, even though it was a Captain America movie, they should have just said, "Cap's right." You know, it's his movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's right because I mean, like I said, it would have been it would have been in keeping with the original story. But I think the problem is like everybody loves all the Avengers, yeah. and you can't and you can't say like well, Robert Robert Downey Jr. is a jackass. Yeah. Like you know, now we're gonna hate him from now on. You know, they had to. They had to split it down the middle for cinematic purposes because you couldn't like have him show up in other movies and be yeah. like, well, you're a dick. Fuck you. I, I guess for a movie that is technically a Captain America movie, it for me did not sell the point that Captain America was right. Mm-hmm. It, it sold no. the, fact that, the fact that he thought he was right, but he was coming off like a like a douche about it right. and just a self-righteous douche about it. And it's just like I, I, I agreed with his point in Winter Soldier, which I watched before this which i keep making this mistake of i will watch the previous captain america movie before that one so like when i when i watched winter soldier for the first time i didn't like it very much because i had just watched the first one which is fucking incredible this time i went back and watched winter soldier again and thought oh wow okay this movie is suddenly shockingly relevant to modern time and is really well done and i liked it so much better and then watched civil war and i was like oh no this is 
this doesn't make any sense. These motivations are dumb. They don't make sense to me. Um, so maybe two years from now, I'll watch it again on its mm. own and be like, okay, that's a good movie. But I just, I just needed to understand from, from comic yeah. point of view and just different opinions. I, you know, if I asked on Twitter, Jesus Christ, I would, I would yeah. just be, I, would, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want that reaction. Yeah. At that point, I had already switched off my care for plot reasoning because okay. it was already, I was already like, ah, okay. uh, they're just. So it's a fun, good time be, spectacle. They're just being movie. pissy. Okay. So, uh, all right, whatever happens, okay. I want to see. Okay. Superheroes punching each other for a while. Yeah. So, so it's multifaceted. It's yeah. there, there's history in the comics that's fun to see, and there's spectacle. Which and like is, I said, I actually here. Here's the weird thing: is like I'm not one of those comic people. Like when I see somebody change something to make it more cinematic and make it less stupid comic thing, mm-hmm. I actually wholly applaud that. And like I said, when I was watching that movie, I was like. It started dawning on him. He's like, "Yeah, you you can't have one side be wholly right and one side be wholly wrong because they're going to come back together, and then you're going to look at all those people and be like, no, you were mm. wrong. Like you're you're shitty now.' You know? <laughs> and to me, I think more the reason I mentioned it is because that's the main thing I remember hmm. from the movie. You know, because I haven't seen it since whatever it was May that right. it came out. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't seen it since then. Okay. I don't remember a ton that was in there. I don't remember what's in the first half hour or so okay you know all i remember is hey they had this awesome fight in the airport and then i kind of remember some of the stuff near the end but okay you know let's that's what i wanted to talk about okay i wanted to bring it up last week but you know my god four hour golden jocks yeah we went a little long yeah so does anything anybody have anything else or you want some emails nope i will when i return i will uh continue on the pinball thing sweet cool all right. Uh, first one we got is from Christian in Norway, who says, "Where do you draw the line on what constitutes a movie?" He says, <laughs> "It's it's explained, Chuck." Okay. Okay. I just I like that subject. Yeah. It says, "Dear Bamcasters, after listening to podcasts and watching a lot of videos of people talking about bad movies, something started to bother me. Many of the movies, quote unquote, talked about aren't really movies." Some are horrible instructional videos and homemade documentaries, but even the ones that are supposed to be an actual movie with actual plot and acting can barely qualify as a movie. Luckily, you guys haven't had too many of those. Birdemic is perhaps the closest with its horrible special effects and very bad acting. But in general, the movies you watch are fairly decent movies. Where do you draw the line on what constitutes a movie? How horrible must the acting, set design, and special effects be before you recognize it as a one-off, homemade, no-budget, self-published crap that isn't really a movie? (laughs) Or is everything ever distributed on home video fair game for you to talk about? Christopher from Norway sent for e post for Windows 10. E. Uh, dumpster baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not going to watch shorts. Um, yeah. so it's got to, it's, it's gotta generally got to be, gotta be feature hour. length. Yeah. Um, it's Sh- shot on film. Well, I mean, for, no, the most we've done, for the most part, we've done like Hell Spa and, um, Vampire Cop. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like <laughs> those are video. You, it can't be any, the, you know, you can't say like anything on video because then you have workout tapes and Tybo. And while we love Billy Blanks, he has to be, you know, doing something. Kicking people in the he face. Has, <laughs> he has to be evolving a plot. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's weird because, I mean, the easiest answer is it has to be like a, a basic three act structure kind of story thing. That's a move. That's what makes a movie. But then you have like weird things like, uh, you know, like joke movies you know like what what do you call like kentucky fried movie or something that's just like a, movie. a sketch movie yeah, well, yeah, yeah. like agent double o soul was barely a movie right yeah i oh, mean god it's oh, got to kind of like tick most of the boxes on what is considered a movie right there are a few things that it has to be which feature length 
mm-hmm. watchable. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, for, like Forbidden like Zone paper. has no fucking plot. It's just it's it's literally like jump from scene to scene of consciousness of you know what I mean. It's there's nothing. They even remotely think real. there's a plot in that movie. Is there? Because I don't they, remember. No, anything. there isn't. But they think um, there is because they they yeah. some scenes are strung together and some stuff happens. So. They think they're going from point A to point B, but they take so many detours along the way, it turns into a cluster fuke. I, I think we've got a process of, of well, one, the thing is, is that we're not looking for the worst thing. Mm-hmm. If we were looking for the worst thing, it would be very easy to, That's incredibly easy to dive down into these shot on video mm-hmm. made by some people. I'm just in bringing Kentucky. my sex tapes. Yeah, that yeah. would. I mean, there's not like, be there's fun. there's at least six hundred movies alone, as we said. Starring was it Misty Monday or whatever? Yeah, like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like literally any one of those. It's like God, those she just are, came up this week again. And seriously, like, like just the shittiest things you can imagine. Yeah, but so we're not necessarily looking for that. We're looking for something we're gonna like, and therefore it's easy to eye stuff and go, oh yeah, that's probably something. You know, yeah. for the most part, we can some someone can glance at a trailer and go, oh okay, that's the thing. You know, I mean, you could look at a trailer and go, well, it's probably not going to be all that, but mm-hmm. that looks like something we would enjoy if it's not misleading. So, yeah, yeah. like Firehead, and like you, I'm seeing it sitting right over there. Yeah, that, that has an awesome trailer. Well, and that's <laughs> part of what we're why we're doing it is because like you hear something sounds awesome. We're like, we want to see if it yeah. fo- if it follows through on it. And I, and I feel bad because a lot of people tag us on Twitter with stuff. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're going to watch this piece of shit. Yeah. And it's like we'd never like good luck. Yeah, we. <laughs> We never go into anything hoping no. it's a piece of shit. No. Ever. No. I, I mean, it, the, easiest way to s- it to be. Yeah. the easiest thing we could say is like, we have never, I don't think, once sat down to hate watch something that the, the, the kids are saying that these days. Mm-hmm. No, because we bailed kids on that, that like, Juggalo movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, well, we, we don't sit down going like, bring on the shit. I can't wait mm-hmm. to make fun of this. I well, mean, that's what I'm saying. We could have either kept going or revisited that insane clown posse movie and been like, man fuck these assholes yeah. like and we didn't we were just and like this is not for us we have to stop we have to watch something yeah else. and like birdemic chuck and i loved birdemic yeah birdemic's stupid fun yeah it could because it like tipped over and was something like all right all right it, yeah like this is those birds are dive bombing things and exploding <laughs> yeah. was, is That's that fucking... the one where he heard a mountain lion just yes, yes. Okay. yeah he had to go he, because to go. he heard a mountain lion <laughs> <laughs> Like just that, like I still don't use that enough in daily conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a very similar break in conversation in the happening, wasn't there? Where like a deputy just suddenly like stops midway and like yeah, I, I, I seem I, to remember a very similar uh, interaction. Been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was well, just I think like, when he's talking with the lady about lemonade or something, I I, I don't know, but you know, there's but I mean, like Samurai Cop is made for twelve dollars and. Part of that movie is filmed in the editing studio where they were making the movie. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, that's barely a movie, but that thing is ridiculous in all the best ways. Mm-hmm. And you look at the room, which is just like, what is this? I mean, this is not, this is someone who has no clue what they're doing and mm-hmm. shouldn't be making a movie. But yeah, that thing, I, I mean, know, some of those are like, I, like I, we said going into it, I had no idea what the room was. Yeah. No clue. Yeah whatsoever and some of these i felt like we just had to do because that's they're the they're they're the the things that are listed among like bad movies and i I feel like in the earlier days we were attempting like all right this is probably going to be shitty but let's watch it anyway kind of kind of deal um yeah i i feel like some of them could stand to revisit like from that first year or two Mm -hmm. where it was like we our brains weren't properly calibrated (laughs) for watching some of this stuff Uh uh-huh 
But I, I don't know, because, you know, I think we get we all gave the room bags, but we'd all watch the room again. We all went and saw it in a the theater yeah. together. You know? I, but when we reviewed it, we were like, no. I wouldn't want to revise my rating because that was the unsullied yeah, that, feeling that, that, that I had also. on it. I You have to learn to love the room. Mm-hmm. Unless, yeah. it, well, if it's already been sort of spoiled for you, I guess, um, how you should like the room. You have to learn how to like the room. Right. If it's just foisted upon you. Yeah, then... getting it without any knowledge whatsoever and being in a room with nobody with any knowledge whatsoever, yeah. that it's a tough sell. Yeah, experiencing yeah. it with people who are not prepared for it while you are also not prepared for it is like, well, yeah, and, it's just an eye-opening thing. And just... Birdemic, I mean, that first 40 minutes or so, there were points where we were like, we might need to shut this off Yeah, because I don't know if I can handle this. Hanging out with and the then family. and then fucking bird apocalypse hits and <laughs> and yeah like just out of nowhere it's just like and the next day happens and all of a sudden just birds are exploding into gas stations like, you're like, like 1998 <laughs> screensaver level bird like yes. yeah yeah flying video toaster shit so it may be it may be barely a movie but you know what it entertained the shit out of me from that point forward yeah. so yeah you know. And I learned the proper price of a solar panel. So that's <laughs> important <panel>. knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we got a voicemail. Oh, man, we rated Birdemic really well. Did we three, all? Three, I, three, three, two, four. Okay. That's okay. crazy. I know right. early on I was having trouble with the whole good, bad thing. Like, you know, because I came along. They get one to five doxes and robot jocks. Oh, right. I know that now. <laughs> but at the time I was, you know, like. You know, I still go back to Elves, which is, you know, a movie Elves. I should not have given bags to because that movie is so bad. It's it's entertaining. And that is that is a jocks movie if I'm entertained by it. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I, I, even me early on was just like because I was like struggling with this movie's really bad. So therefore, it needs to get jocks because that's the negative sliding scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that'd be bags. You said jocks. Oh, did I? Yeah, it's bags. It's fine. Sorry. I'm new here. That's fine. <laughs> At least you're not still an intern. Yeah. Uh, Yes, we do have a voicemail. Okay. Hey, Bamcast. This is Evan from the stream. Just wanted to call in about your golden jocks. I pretty much mostly agree with uh, all of it. Loved it. Um, I loved Hell or High Water. Great, great movie. Uh, I had actually a bigger connection with that movie than the highly praised Manchester by the Sea. And when I tell people that, I pretty much get the same reaction I'm sure other people give DJ when he says... Hardcore Henry was his favorite of the year, but that movie was pretty hardcore. Uh, the two movies that I loved of 2016, uh, one, Arrival. Uh, you guys talked about it last time. Great movie. Highly recommend it, especially if you like movies like Children of Men. It, it kind of has a semblance to that. Um, but one I want to recommend to you guys, and I recommend everybody, The Hunt for the Wilder People. Great, wonderful, just humanistic comedy, uh, you know, full of just glee. Don't want to throw it in hyperbole. Please go see it, especially if you like things like uh, the uh, Flight of the Concords. Really recommend that one. All right. Uh, here's to 2017. Uh, crash and burn, motherfuckers. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what, what was that? What, what, hunt for something? Hunt for the Wilder People. It's Wilder uh, okay. uh, Takao Waititi's, the, the guy who made What We Do in the Shadows. That was his okay. Right. Okay. next movie yeah. before going to do Thor. So... Which gotcha. is again like the fuck is that guy doing making a Thor movie? But hey, haven't all the Thor directors don't have been the weird? Jokes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's better to be a Thor winner than a mm. Thor loser. <laughs> ah, you son of a fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh.
Adam. <laughs> yep. I, but thanks, thanks, Evan. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, we'll watch Arrival. It, whenever you can compare something to Children of Men, you sold me. So, you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> dinosaur. All right. How do anyway. people also send us things to say we should see them? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> smooth, Chuck. Yeah. Nice, yeah. good transition. <laughs> Salesman of the year, <laughs> Chuckles, King of the Segway, <laughs> Chuckles McJerkface. Uh, if they want to email, they can email us at bmf at bmfcast.com. If they would like to send us a voicemail, 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263 into their telephones. Or if they want to just go out to the website and see where their where our social buttons will lead them, they can go to bmfcast.com and look on the right-hand side. There's a bunch of buttons. Take, us to the, take you to the socials, where we is. Um, also, uh, just a reminder, we have a Patreon out there, patreon.com slash bmfcast. We have some uh, extra bonus material that goes up with some regularity, um, as uh, promised uh, for the most part, kind of. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a low, low entry fee. If, you are in, if you're at the $1 or above level, you will get um, all that extra content free. So check that out. Um, again, that's patreon.com slash bmfcast. Uh, don't forget we have an Instagram out there. We're running through the archives of our uh, of our material and we'll shortly be showing new and sassy things. Mm. So stay like tuned on that, on that Insta. Can't wait to get sassy. Oh, Are yeah. they covers of sassy magazines? Maybe. Ooh. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Babcast Out. <laughs> <laughs>